20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. What about my three-way? This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday. By Sunday, your nuts going to be drained. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Swinging Around, the sex-positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. And today we're doing a follow-up episode to the last episode. We um, our, our last episode was about bisexuality and lifestyle, but we spent um, a not insignificant time at the beginning talking about COVID and what we didn't know about COVID. Lots <laughs> um, that we don't know about re- COVID. Re- relating to sex, because um, we were talking about... I, If I recall correctly... Um, it was because we were talking about, I just had mentioned that yeah, if you it, went out on a date it was even with old, a mask. It was even old at the time, but talking about like, you know, um, having sex with a mask on and, and then that yeah. led us down that rabbit hole. So you now asked me, would you wear a mask? And I, I debated, <laughs> but no. So, um, if I'm ready to, to fuck someone, I'm probably not ready, not wearing a mask. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, uh, yeah, I'm not going to fuck somebody with a mask. So, um, so that got us thinking. Like, but I wanted to take a little bit of a tangent again at the beginning because <laughs> this episode, not that it matters. We call you D-Train for a reason. It's coming out um, a couple of days later than we wanted, uh, but you guys just had to wait a few extra days for your free content. You know, we used to come out <laughs> on Mondays. Then it was Tuesdays. More recently, it's been Wednesdays. So what the fuck? Friday, whatever. We, we, we try come to out aim when for, we come out. We, we try to aim for We try tweets. to aim for Wednesdays, but we had like a microwave fiasco. At our house. Talk, <laughs> talk about this. So we have an over-the-stove microwave, and we just bought it in December of last year. I didn't so realize it was... It's not even a year I old. didn't realize it was that new. Oh, yeah. It was new. We, we we installed it between Christmas and New Year of 2019. Let's talk about how ramen led to a new microwave. I don't even remember how ramen led to a new microwave. So oh, I, guess- I do remember. <laughs> the standard for a pack of top, top ramen or Nissan ramen, the standard is we put it in one of our bowls, our ceramic bowls, you add water, and you put it in for three and a half minutes. Doot, 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 doot. Well, actually, you push the three button and then the 30-second button, and it starts. That's that's the standard. Two buttons, it starts, it goes. But the ramen was coming out I actually cold. think I do do it inefficiently. I think I do, do three three zero. Well, you do start. now, and the new the new microwave doesn't have a three minute button. The old no, but doesn't did. it have a thirty? It has a thirty second button. Yeah. So, so but I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't I, I don't utilize the thirty, the 30 well, second button as often as I should. So anyway, the ramen was coming out not cold, but not as hot, like noticeably not as hot. And we were like, what is going on? And so then we did a bunch of water tests where we would like put the water in and see how hot it felt after a couple of minutes or whatever. And we ultimately came to the conclusion that the magnetron in our, in our microwave was dying and we needed a new one. <laughs> and it was, um, but it was all because we did, the ramen, we did other the tests. noodles weren't hot enough. We did other tests and we, and, and, and I was noticing it with other food, but we're a ramen household. We like a lot of like the cheap 50 cent ramen. We also like, um, there's a lot of ramen shops that have popped up around our area. So we like to hit up the ramen shops, but we like to eat. Uh, we like the, the, the low quality and the high quality and everything in between. And I make my own ramen. But ramen led to us realizing we needed a new microwave less than a year ago, I suppose. So now yep. tell so, us what happened. So then what was it? This is Friday that we're recording. So it would have been on Tuesday or Wednesday. 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 
Well, no, it ha- it initially happened on Tuesday. I go to start up the fan because I'm cooking, and it's normally very quiet, and I hear this like, bing, 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 and I'm like, what is that? But I kind of ignored it, thought it would go away. Wednesday comes along, and I turn on the fan, and it's decidedly making noise, like, and I'm thinking maybe I didn't there's a know, piece of plastic I didn't know in this there. Tuesday part. That is news to it me. It started Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. That is news to me. Yeah, but it was it was it I was only came, I only came into this microwave scenario on Wednesday. Yeah, well Tuesday and it I was first a noticed it. <laughs> Tuesday I first noticed it. And the thing is that you guys need to know about Danny is once there's a problem identified, a solution must be found immediately. Or <laughs> and, and everything else that's on your plate gets dropped. He has no ability to like set it down and then come back to it. Which is good because that means he doesn't procrastinate, but it's also bad. One time it led to us having no bathtub because he just ripped it out. That's another story. It's fact. It's probably in a different podcast because I'm sure I complained about it then. Long story short, Wednesday, we decided to investigate what is causing the fan to go crazy. So we took the microwave down. And if you've ever put a microwave up above a stove, it's this not is, easy. This was pre-dinner. Heavy. Pre-dinner. Pre-dinner, we took it down. <laughs> we investigated. We plugged it in. We thought we had plenty of time to podcast in the evening. Yeah. And when it's not plugged in, guess what? It's not making a noise. Or when it, well, because if it's not plugged in, it's not running. When it's not up on the wall, it's not making a noise. When it's just sitting on the counter, it's fine. But then if you start to press on the back, the metal, bing, 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 it starts again. So we went down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out. We took the damn motor out. We took the motor apart. We put it back in. Everything under the sun. We then we couldn't get the the freaking microwave installed again. It was crooked. It was the the screw holes weren't going in. Oh, it was a nightmare. There was swearing. There was yelling. <laughs> there was fear of pinched fingers between the wall and the microwave. Didn't it's, happen, thankfully. It's true. You know, it's you know you, you start to appreciate sometimes. And like, I'm not strong enough to just the microwave, microwave that my head. sits on the counter. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's nice that the microwave is above the fridge. Um, it's not above, the above the fridge. Above the stove, it's nice that it's up there because it gets it off the counter. But well, and it's the venti- it's the ventilation too for the stove. Uh, but on but on this instance, it, what a nightmare! What an absolute nightmare! And so that's why you guys are getting this a couple days later because. But the microwave is not making any noise anymore. We did fix it. That's true. We did fix it. That's true. And then uh, there was talk of buying a new microwave. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, no, there was talk of well, modifying over, the hole in the back of the house. And I was count- like, no, oh. we're not making a bigger hole in the back of the house. There's- Above the counter microwaves are more expensive than you think. Like, uh, mm-hmm. they're like, it's probably like, you could probably get like, tw- it's probably like twice as expensive. Yeah. It wasn't cheap. I mean, yeah. It- it's like buying a small appliance. I mean, it's an appliance. But in fact, yeah. it was delivered by Home Depot. They wouldn't let us pick it up That's because true, it was but a small I think, appliance. I think that just the, the over the... St- uh, stove ones are just more expensive. Like they usually have like a fan, you know, because they like because they because they also function as the exhaust for the stove. Well, I think they also the come hood with, or you know or yeah, like the, and they they come with bigger. Um, like usually they're more powerful too. But, but wattage, like I think you can get uh, like a um and an equivalent wattage for very close to the or like like half or three quarters of the price for sure. Well, I I almost ordered a brand new fan because I was we we found it. Not a defect in the fan, but the the blades were way too close to the housing. So yeah. if there's any pressure on the housing, it was leading to the rubbing. That was making the noise. And we found that the fan itself was like seventy dollars. If we were like, it was well, almost just, eighty. Just, it was seventy nine. Just replace the fan. It's like, well, the fan itself was already eighty. But we but we figured it out. So 
talk about our sex. Well, no, no, no sex that night. No, I can I'm tell thinking... you, like there was no sex oh, that night. There, there was no touching. I was so close to sleeping in the other room, which I have never done in our marriage before. I was so angry because you were well, so angry, angry and you, you were taking it out of me. I was angry at you. Because... I know. I wasn't the the reason it was making noise. Um, it made me so... like wish I hadn't have even brought up the noise. By the way. Which so, is why I didn't bring it up on Tuesday. Because well, I don't use the fan very often, so... Um, and I use it every time I cook, which is every day. Um, so talk about... This is probably a topic for um, talking geek, but, I, but I, I'm... We've been Crossing excited. the streams. Exactly. Come on. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll talk about it again on, on that. Uh, but talk, talk about our, our newest addition to the house. <laughs> the newest obsession. And I am so, upset. I... Re- I'm I'm becoming well. You t- say what it is. So then. if if you've listened to our other episodes, which hopefully you do, because they're on the same damn feed, so that would mean you either delete every other episode, you know, on the. Well, stream. that's true. If if you're listening to swinging around, either you really you're, like the episode the or you're annoyed. Anyway. You, I want to hear <laughs> right in if you just skip those episodes. But I look at the numbers. But most, you're, most people listen. But to you're them. going to get the episodes either way because we're going to put them up on the feed, or at least most people download them. I mean, I guess we, if we got so much feedback, I mean, yeah, the numbers don't drop significantly for the Talking Geek. They do a little bit. Um, but I, I suppose we could put them. We could put those episodes only on the Talking Geek feed. But that's not how what we're doing. You guys are getting our after parties. So talk about the newest additions of the house. So if you've listened to our after party, you know that we're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fans because we did a, we did an episode on it. We probably could have done four. And we just might. We well, well, well we've done two at least because we did. Didn't we do just a turtles episode in general? It, yeah, and then, then we, we did, did a, commentary. a commentary on the first movie, which we got to do a com. I'm I'm feeling like we could do a commentary for this for the second movie coming up soon. We could, yeah. So, Danny, of course, the the nerd that he is, is a member of a variety of different forums and websites, and came across an advertisement for a TMNT from the 1990s cartoon themed pinball table but uh brand new stern pinball yeah. just put it out yeah it's um, brand new 20 it's a 2020 pinball table but the theme is the 1990s tmnt cartoon our, oh, it is so fun so we're, we're recording we this. it it came in about a week ago and we've been playing pinball nonstop. i love pinball i grew up playing they, pinball it's it's first of all it's wild to have a pinball machine in your home like oh an actual God. pinball it's machine so it's amazing fun. it sucks up so much but time so i could just play it all I'm, the time i'm amazed at like how quickly they sh- like make them and ship them out um it's like a rolling basis um yeah and there's but, a few different models but we got making. ours last week so what is that today's the 21st so it was like it was last thursday so like what, like the sixth or the seventh, whatever. Um, no, it came on Wednesday. We had no, we no, it the came on Thursday. Put and, it in our basement on Friday. Oh, that's true. We had to wait a day, so it came on Wednesday. So Wednesday of last week. Um, but I guess what I'm getting at is the um, we got it like August sixth or seventh or something like, like, like yeah. that. But the sticker on the back of it says, it says August third. It was manufactured like uh, the finish being built on like August. Um, yeah, August third, I think. So like they they finished. Because they make them on demand because um, they're moment, expensive. Yeah. They're expensive and they, they it make a lot of labor. But I am becoming a pinball person. I was already a pinball person. Well, no, I already was too. But what's it's I'm be I'm I've been like watching videos on YouTube. Like I'm like I watched one video where he's like, oh, I stream pinball on Twitch. I'm a video game person, but I've never been like, oh, I want to go and actually find somebody on Twitch. But yeah. I'm like, did you watch somebody play pinball? No, but I'm like, ooh, I could watch some Twitch pinball. And and this has never even crossed my mind. I've never mm-hmm. even considered streaming video games. But I'm like, 
could I rig up a system to like stream, stream pinball? pinball on Twitch? And I'm oh, like, totally. I, well, but if anybody in the house is going to stream pinball, it should be me. That's true. I you, am have the, the you have the high scores. You have the high scores. But I'm I'm surpri- I'm surprising myself at like just I'm falling down a rabbit hole. I've been no, like, you're developing a hobby. It's it's that's true. You're developing I, a hobby. And I realize pinball is a hobby because like it isn't necessarily just a play. It makes me realize that like the people that um who run actual arcades, they're probably like dealing with the pinball machines all the time. Oh, they break because we've all, we've had There's it for so a week. many pieces, and it's it is crazy like the wiring and how much stuff is going on underneath a pinball machine or mm-hmm. underneath a pinball table. But um. We've already had a spring pop off, and this is no like like discredit to Stern's quality. They make no, very high quality pinball machines. The art is amazing. It's just there's um, so many moving pieces that you know things slip, things come off, things you know. It's just but the nature of a of the beast. But we're getting crazy. Like you know, we we bought a uh, um, a little Krang uh, from Nin- Nin- Ninja Turtles action mm-hmm. figure that's gonna go in and get so- like we're gonna solder it in so it actually lights the way that it's um, yeah so. I think we need to it's, talk about some sex. It's my new obsession. All it right. is, it's a good obsession. So your, your new obsession should be my titties, my poon, those, and my ass. That's an everlasting obsession. It's just there. Everlasting. We've been watching Willy Wonka too, by the way. Oh, that's true. Our son is obsessed with Willy Wonka, <laughs> which is interesting. Like it came out of the blue. Um, so COVID. So picking up on the last episode, we talked a lot about at the beginning of the episode about sex with masks, COVID, things we didn't know. So I wanted to talk. Yeah, and we said, let's go do some research. Let's see what's out there. What does JAMA have to say about it? What is Journal of American Medicine Association, by the way? It's true. It's you that's know, the what, rage. What is that's out like, there? It's like the people I work with. It's like the like gold standard of getting in JAMA. Like it's like if it can't go in JAMA, like it's like send it to yeah. JAMA, and if they reject us, we'll go somewhere else. My my gold standard at at my work is. Um, Nature or cell, usually. Well, not as much well, cell, but, that's, but nature. It's, it's, it's more cancer research. Uh, yep. JAMA, JAMA um, is more... is I don't actually read the actual magazine all that much, except for when we actually have articles mm-hmm. that get published in it. But it's um, it's much more sort of general medicine-focused. Um, yeah. You're, of course, going to be more cancer-focused. That's but, all I do is cancer research. That's but let's talk, about, let's talk about COVID. So... Obviously, with uh, coronavirus, the recommendations are social distancing, six feet up, six feet apart if you're not a member of your family. And so, what does that mean if for sexual activity yeah. for non-family members? Because it, it sucks, is what it means, because it's droplet based, it's airborne based. So even if it's let's let's pretend it's not in semen let's pretend it's not in vaginal well, i'm gonna fluid. get to vaginal i'm fluids, gonna get to what it doesn't matter research because has been done so far all you have to do is talk or moan or breathe or kiss well, in close proximity to each other and you could be spreading it so i'm gonna say earlier in the episode we said we're not, and last episode we said we're not going to use masks uh with but and and even if we were like having sex with a person we weren't all that familiar with that we wouldn't use masks but the, I'm gonna, but that is the unsafe thing. But as swingers, we 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 decide. You decide you what I, level of risk. Is, I mean, is as an alternative right? lifestyle, we and specifically us, you and I, yeah. as swingers, we take risks. Like we are we, taking calculated risks all, and, every time we go and out, and we do it all the time because there's there's people out there who do not play orally with. Like we don't have, um, we don't have intercourse with a uh, couple without a condom. Correct. But we but we will do oral without. Um, it's it's more mm-hmm. typical for us to do oral without a condom. Although and we don't do oral to 
climax with men. True. I, do, I don't swallow semen, but there's always pre-cum. But I'm that's sure, a, you know, that's, that's a uh, risk that we decide to take, but we have sex with a condom. Yep. And we don't do anal play with other couples either. That's well. That, that that's true. That's true. And uh, as we talked about on the, and I don't want to do anal play. As we talked about like, on the fuck list episode, were we to do, I I think like um with gangbang scenario or like um or airtight scenario with you, mm-hmm. which you're not even sure if you want to, like in your head you kind of want to, but you kind of don't. But I would I would be the person going in the going in the back door, right? Because we've done that and yeah. But I'm not giving another man a rim job. That's for you and only you. <laughs> I do love. A rim job there I, I i do and it's it's wild um the people who won't try it because like um homophobia homophobia like it's crazy or because, just the or just the poop factor but the people, like, there is a poop factor there think, too i don't think there's that i think it's more common well if you're the partner and you're sticking your tongue down there there's a poop factor well you have I'll tell you that well, you have a thought but like you hope that your partner is clean but i feel like it's um for straight men and we talked about, you know, mm-hmm. in our last episode, uh, the Kinsey scale and everything. But in general, uh, for straight men, the there's there's definitely a stigma about sure. playing with your with Does with your back door. Either Does it mean I'm but not that's, a zero? But that's or a wild, one? and that's always been a wild. Well, not always, but like once I started like thinking about things critically or you know examining people's thoughts and my own thoughts and like what I'm comfortable with and like what we're comfortable with. Um, it's 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 an insane like thought that like because and everybody masturbates so it's no less gay to play enjoy pleasure with your back door than it is to have your hand on a penis be i mean it's your own penis mm-hmm. and you're stroking it and that's what you do during masturbation but like why is you yeah. know stroking a penis any less gay than the logic doesn't make sense no it doesn't it, it doesn't at all so but that's it's why. hard it's still hard to defend that to... but i but but i do love a rim job and you like one too, but less a little less so. But sometimes I, ch- I try ch- travel down, and you enjoy when, um, but a little bit less so than me. It's true. <laughs> so true. getting back to COVID, so we were saying um, that we that we take calculated risks, but it is a risk in this day and age to um, to not wear a mask if you're having sex with somebody that you're not super familiar with that um, is a new partner. Um, somebody outside of it. Like somebody, I, I read it in one article. It called it just outside of your typical, outside of your circle yeah. of of fluid bonded people. Basically, I just wanted to say that you beca- need to know who who where people. I just have wanted been. to say that because it, it it like we're like we we kind of fluffed it off. Like oh, we're not going to have sex with a mask on, but that's a, that that is a risk, and I don't I don't think that it, I wouldn't begrudge somebody if they if that was their choice. In the same way that I feel like it fits it. It's 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 safety. Yeah. And if, well, and we're by by no means trying to give advice or say that our way is the right way. It's just oh, this I is am. what this we is would my, do. My way is the right way. Oh no, it never is. <laughs> it ne- never. No, no. The wife's way is the right way. Come on. All right. <laughs> so let's let's get down to the nitty gritties because I did the research. Um, I, well, I tell us research, man. I dug in Google Google Scholar. Uh, you know, keyword search, COVID, sex, and things that are super difficult to do that nobody else could do but me. COVID sex. Um, <laughs> Not like you don't have access to a uh, statewide database or anything, you know. Like, oh, that's, that's well, that, 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 that's true, but I don't... It's um, not for that purpose. We don't collect anything that intimate uh, where we could uh, do that. Um, so, I, I want to say, um, so, well, 
although coronavirus, and I'm, I'm reading here from my from my notes that I took, although coronavirus can be transmitted during sex, it is not classified as an STD. STDs are transmitted through direct genital and or oral conduct or through bodily fluids. Yeah, so it's not just associated with sex. You can get it anytime. Yeah. And well, that's and just that's, saying that's you can given, get it. Yeah. That's a given because that's what we're protecting ourselves for when we go right. out. It, it in does. The general public. It does make me think back to the time when when AIDS, um, HIV virus, was first coming out because they didn't know how it was transmitted at first. So it wasn't known that you know it's it's mo- primarily through blood and and through contact with um, like close contact with bodily fluids, not not saliva, but blood and semen and vaginal mm-hmm. secretions. So when when people were getting sick with HIV. They didn't know. And so there was this big, like, I got to stay away from people. And I, I, that like thought, um, comes back into my head. It's when, when all this COVID stuff hit, cause it, it makes me think this must be what, what it was kind of like, not to the same degree, but yeah. this, this has to be similar where the, the fear that people have and with that and, and the uncertainty that people I have actually, too. Actually, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to preface, um, everything that I'm going to talk about because it's all research and stuff that's come out super fast because it came out um since coronavirus has been yeah. uh well and some know, of the most reliable since... research is coming out of other countries who've had covid longer than we but have too this is um covid is so new that it takes a little while to get um just the the the, the, the statistical power to be able to say yeah. things and so like you need everything everything that i'm gonna actually talk about is is a caveat because like it could all change in like a year or like six months is like oh that article from just uh, kidding you lose your sense of smell and taste too exactly but um just kidding kids do get it it's what we know it's it's what we know now and as we all know and we you know we see in the news things things that we know now the cdc recommends things and they stop recommending things i just saw um shoot i'm blanking i just saw like a new recommendation or like something that they said was well, they used to say don't don't bother wearing a mask. They're not going to be effective because people move it around, and now you you should wear a mask. I mean, even yeah, even mask true. culture is like guidance has changed. That's true. And the the scary thing about COVID is that there seems to be enough research that has me like thinking that you could be reinfected. Typically, with a virus, you get it, you develop antibodies, yeah. and you're good for that strain. Um, looks like you're good for that strain for three months basically forever usually that's how we think about viruses some viruses mutate but yeah the um yeah you probably saw the same thing i did just just like a week ago it looks like you're good for three months maybe longer and that's and then if you do get it again it's probably more mild that's scary or well not scary we're already living in um quarantine times and but the thing that sucks is it is you can't even guarantee that like if you get it that you're good to go like you're good to go for yeah, three it's, months. It's not like chicken, pox. which means we're pretty much fucked until a vaccine comes out, and that's not going to be for a while. Um, anything safe? Like I really question. I feel like places are trying to really rush a vaccine. Like Russia is already like trying to say that they've already have a vaccine. Like everything's. I don't know. It, it's. But the fact that, like, you can't – because for a while, I was even saying, I was like, oh, I, oh, I wouldn't mind. Like, we're young. Our kids are young. People, yeah. And in general, people – If who, I get it, people then, who are that's young, great. Then I've developed People who are young aren't really dying. That's not true. There are people who are young who are dying, but it's at a much lower rate. And so, you know, earlier on, I was saying, oh, I wouldn't – you know, I wouldn't mind it if us and the kids get it because then we're just – then we're good. Then we're just out of it. But that's not yep. true. 
And so, I mean, that's all like, so now it's like, no, I don't want to get it at all. Yeah, like, like it's, it's, you're only good for three months. Yep. So let's, uh, so let's get back to sex. So, okay. Uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis. That's something that, um, they're doing in higher risk, um, groups for HIV. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're giving, um, yeah, it's, it's this, basically protectant, right? Y- like yeah. Like a, um, it's what a vaccine does. An antiviral for, um, like they have it for HIV, for high risk groups, but it seems as though the literature is saying, as of now, that um, that we're not that it's not um, that effective against the coronavirus. So the pre-exposure prophylaxis is a drug therapy that is found to reduce the chance of contracting HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. But pre-exposure prophylaxis protects you from HIV, but not from coronavirus. So it's interesting because. I don't know if that's it's because it's been so is, is it that's what I, I, I don't know from what I was looking up is that is this pre-exposure prophylaxis because that is something that like would be useful. Yeah. Well, not not all antivirals are working. That's against what I was going to say. That's, I mean, is we've it, seen that is with hydrochloroquine they, and remdesivir like hydrochloroquine is is a malarial anti antiviral. It's it's was thought to work, but the clinical trial was halted because it's not. Remdesivir was showing some impact um, early on, but not enough to be suitable. It's got to be a combination therapy. And ultimately, I think that's what we'll end up with is a combination drug. Um, we probably won't find one single one single vaccine that cures all. I, I think we'll end up with some kind of multiple um, multiple drug. Even even like anthrax, you can't just cure it with the anthrax vaccine. You you also give antibiotics to go along with it. I think we'll get we'll end up somewhere in that realm. Is, that's my prediction. <laughs> we're, our, I did smack the wall. Our I'm, I'm talking with my hands. Our quite podcasting a bit. table is not too far. I mean, we're up. We're adjacent to a wall, and Heidi's talking with her hands. She just smacked the wall. That was funny. Um, so pre-exposure prophylaxis includes an antiviral drug, and researchers are testing several antiviral drugs to see whether any of them can prevent transmission of the new coronavirus. But it's far too early to know, and so right now there's no approved medication for pre. Um, yeah. For well, that that's that's what Trump was talking about was hydrochloroquine, which I was just mentioning. It's as a a, a prep. That's what they're calling it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Pre-exposure profile. And he was saying that he took some, um, that that he's taking it as basically as this pre-exposure. Yeah, uh, that's what he's using it for to pre- prevention. It's it's preventative. But there's a question about how much he's taking or if he's taking it because like his doctor well, I, came out and yeah, said I, like I, that um, that was like months ago now. I I think all that's kind of I gone. Know. Isn't gone it beyond. crazy that like we've been? It's August now. It's it's that was it's, in, in about June. It's crazy to say, like to be able to just say, say the phrase like oh months ago with regards to anything coronavirus. Like I'm still in my head like yeah. I still in my head am am, am saying that or I'm thinking like this is something new. But like it's already like we've been what March to August. We, we just so. celebrated our six month anniversary of not going into work. So oh, really? I'm saying celebrated <laughs> in air quotes, but our at where I work, our site lead sent an email that was like, hey, thank you. By the way, did you know? Interesting. Yeah. March to August. So month three to month. It's no, it should be five months because it's month three to month eight. It should only be the five month. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she sent it preemptively. <laughs> right. It started in March. Yeah. Although you go through the month. Yeah, it should be in September. September's the sixth <laughs> month. I think she miscounted. Nobody uh, caught her on it. Oh, that's fine. All right. So now let's get into some 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 nitty gritty with uh, relating to sex. So, um, coronavirus has been found in semen. Uh, clinical characteristics and results of semen tests among men with coronavirus disease 
It was in JAMA. What was the what was the sample size on that? Because logistically, in order to run that study, you'd have to have well, men. I'm telling you. So right here, so they had so it was a small sample and it was a non-US population. I um I didn't yeah, write lot, down. Yeah, a lot of notes. these studies are coming out of China because they're just further along than you we could, are. You could and and I'm going to try to uh cite everything that I'm talking about, but like this was so the title of the article was Clinical Characteristics and Results of Semen Tests Among Men with Coronavirus Disease. And it was in JAMA uh, Net W Open. So I'm not sure. I think that was like an offshoot. Like JAMA. Um, well, it was probably an online publication. Yeah, it has, they have online um, things. And so the results um, for six cases, because they whittle it down to like they only started with like a population of like 60 or something and like. 15 had like erectile dif- dysfunction actually Heidi's pulling up her phone she'll probably look this up but like um it was like it was it, it already was a small sample it was like 60 and like 15 of them or or 16 um were thrown out because they had erectile dysfunction they whittled it down to like um six cases so Actually, we could do the math if I could reverse. Yeah, I could which, reverse engineer this. That, that was what I was originally. I could reverse to do. engineer this percentile because, or the percentage because six cases, which was fifteen point eight percent of the population, had results positive for. Yeah, yeah, it's like sixty-five or something like that. Okay, so the n of n of sixty-five. Ish. Yeah, whatever six fifteen. No, it's fifty patients. Sorry, fifty patients. Yeah. So. Um, so so they had fifty men, and and of those fifty men, they said, "Are you willing to do this study?" Yes. And no, part, the, if, if you qualify, you're going to have to jack off. No, the, the 15% is after they threw out the erectile dysfunction. So they started off with um, whatever. It's around 50. Who cares yeah. uh, for this podcast? But it was it, 38, 38 people that they got semen samples for. But it was found that it was in semen of six of these cases. Six of 38. Six of 30, which I guess is 15%. I'm not rolling that dice. The six of 38 and 15%. That might have been of the That's total. That, so, so if we circle this back to sex, does that math work? I guess. It, it let's say work. you are boning somebody with a mask on. One in six of those people is still going to have the virus in their semen, which then gets into your vagina or in your like potentially or in your mouth or in your mouth. Yeah, or the well, back door. Well, here's the thing: in oral ingestion of of COVID is much less likely to infect you. That's but true. If somehow it also gets on your face and you breathe it in, like, you know, I. That's the interesting. So even if it's in the semen, are, I don't know how it's gonna. It, it might not infect you because it needs true. to find its way into your respiratory needs, system. Yes, you need needs, to breathe this. It in. needs to get into like so your, people, your lung. Don't go inhaling semen. What, that's the moral of the story. I mean, if you swallow, sometimes I mean, even you know, you're eating dinner and you well, it and it goes down the long pipe and and you like cough. You <laughs> the know? long pipe. Although, have, has that ever happened to you? Like swallowing after a blowjob and you're like. <clears throat> Wrong, wrong pipe. Has that ever happened? No, no, but it has happened where it gets all over my face and eyes and your your mucosa. You know, oh, that's I mean, true. That's mucous true. Mucous membranes. So, but like, I mean, you can't control when the cock just goes it, off. It just goes everywhere. Just because like, it doesn't happen, you get it in your hair. You oh, get it on your shoulder. Speaking of cocks going wild, I gotta say <laughs> another side tangent. That is a great a great soundbite. Speaking of uh, cocks go- gone wild, <laughs> I was watching uh, porn a couple nights ago and. Um, somehow got down a rabbit hole of like looking at like uh, when people. When was this that you were watching porn? We've I been, could. Oh, we've been sleeping together every it was, night. In it bed. was microwave night. I was sort of. I was sort of like microwave. riled up uh, because the microwave. And I, I, I didn't tell you this, but something on the pinball machine also went like kind of messed up. Like the these bu- bumpers at like by the flippers were. 
there was a problem there and I like had to like mess with like fiddle with like a thing. And so like, I just couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. You had an angry book. You had, you had an angry, like an anger. Well, I just couldn't fall asleep. An anger jack off. I couldn't fall asleep after all this microwave hullabaloo. And, um, and I was, I went downstairs to like blow off steam after the microwave was finally working to play some pinball. And then the pinball machine wasn't, there was something like, like an issue related to that. And so then I was like, okay, I'm going to masturbate. And I got down a rabbit hole of like watching people do stuff in cars um wait and, sex in cars mm-hmm. okay and so I, and so it was mo- i and and i saw one like like one video while driving whilst yes. whilst moving yes oh but, no and then i got a rabbit hole because that's something you're gonna ask me to do now it was the women i saw like the most unsafe video i've ever seen in my life of <laughs> i mean because i've seen like you know like angry porn people like being like uh, really not nice to the girl, or like mm-hmm. like you know like whatever. But the, like the most unsafe video that I've seen was a woman giving a blowjob while she was the one who was driving. Oh my god, you! I am not doing that. I mean, so. she was darting down and like, uh, but that she, could not have been fun for the but man. She was, it's she, like she was jerking, which I've never thought about that, which is surprising. But I haven't thought about you jerking me while driving. I I have definitely grabbed the crotch. You reached and like, over and and like yeah, massaged, and like rubbed your thigh. I've never, I've never like actually like hard. pulled him out, but I was like watching like. I probably watched three or four like videos of people like jerking off their, I'm not gonna say their boyfriend or whoever, whoever who, the, someone, the male in the car. They <laughs> were um, jerking them off. But this one girl or woman, she was yeah. like, Ooh, she she was jerking, dangerous. and then she would dart down and like and like it, and then and then at one point the guy was like had his hand on the steering wheel so she could like lean over. Oh my and, god! But um, we're not doing that. Um. I don't know how we got. I don't know how I got. Oh, because I was talking about. Um, you mentioned that cocks just go off, and so I was just saying that cocks gone wild. Oh, apparently. I saw somebody. I mean, this is a powerful cum shot. Uh, good, good, good for this guy. He shot up and hit the roof of the car. Oh like, yeah. She finished him, and he and he finished on the roof of the car. So good, he, good for he, him. The ceiling, the 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 ceiling of it. I gotta say, I I typically don't have that kind of power. Uh, you have decent power, well, some, he, but. I mean, I guess I've, it depends I've, on how long it's I've been pent up. I guess with, I've never finished pointing straight up at a car ceiling. Um, but but so going back to it, so well, and I it guess depends. was this a Prius, a Prius, or a Yukon? Because the the height of the cars are it very didn't different. seem it didn't seem like it was a super low to me. But um, so getting back to COVID, um, so in fifteen percent of the cases, six COVID, out of thirty eight. COVID was found in the semen, and so, I mean, that's that, a... Con- that's such that's a, a con- low sample size, too. It like is a it- low sample size, but it is something... It's a consideration if you're giving a blowjob, you know, you're... Yeah. You're a single person, you meet somebody at a bar, or but whatever. But you also, like, if they finish in your mouth and you swallow... It's, and then you cough and, and it goes into your lungs. And it's restricted to your, your digestive if it, tract. In general, if it goes into your digestive good, tract, Good luck, viral particles. But is that a risk? So I'm going to ask you. I don't, I don't want the virus in my body... If you, were, if you were single and giving a blowjob, are you going to let the, are you going to swallow? Well, I think I mentioned this in the last episode. If I'm single and I'm being sexually active, I, I believe that I would have enough information to be confident that that person wasn't a carrier in general. Now you can't be a hundred percent sure because you know, there's exactly, a de- there's a decent number of the population who has it. That's and that and COVID is even more interesting than other STDs. The, the thing about but, COVID though is, is you could be asymptomatic. Exactly. True. But you don't carry it forever. You could be no, asymptomatic for two weeks but and then it's gone. So like, that's true. You know, if you're dating somebody and you've been dating them for a little while, yes, there's a chance they could be asymptomatic, but you got to catch them in the in the window that they actually have enough of a viral load to pass it on to you. So, I'm going to stick by my original 
um, my original information and say, yeah, if I know the person and I feel comfortable with the person, I'm going to be sexually active with them. I'm, that's that's what honestly, that's what I think I would. She's do. swallowing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's I am. What she's saying. Like I, I am. So, so the in. But the I'm dis- not going to have a one night stand with the bar with a guy with a in a bar with a guy and swallow, which I wouldn't have done pre COVID. Honestly, in the discussion section of the article, they talk about therefore to avoid contact with a patient's saliva and blood may not be enough. Since the survival of um, COVID in a recovering patient semen maintains the likelihood to infect others. And- oh, they added. So so that's interesting because the word recovering patient was added. So that means that these semen, the, these semen samples were collected when the person was on the on the up and up, not when they were in the full swing of their sickness either. That's so they true. had to have been feeling good enough to to whack it off, you know, to, to so, get the sample in the first so, place. So we've talked about semen. Let's, let's jump up. Let's, let's jump to that, that, that pussy juice, that pee right. juice, that vaginal fluid. Tell so, me, is it in the vaginal fluid? So while it, so I'm going to read here again for my notes. While COVID has not been yet found in vaginal fluid, it has been found in feces of people who are infected. So this means that ribbing oral and anal contact and anal sex may spread uh, COVID. Um, so let's stop there. So mm-hmm. there was an, um, I didn't cite it here, um, to the extent that I cited the previous article because it was a non, non finding. I could have just still cited it, but there has been, um, a little bit of literature and, uh, research done, but it has not been found in vaginal fluid yet, but it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, if- I'm, I'm sure they will. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine collection of vaginal fluid is easy. No, I don't. Nor do I imagine they've done it very often. How much could you possibly get from an average average woman? I mean, when you're you're fucking or eat, like, I mean, it's more noticeable when fucking. Like, it's not even that noticeable when eating out. But, like, you can can tell when a woman's wetter, but, like, to collect, to collect, you're not going to have much of a sample. You're not going to get the same volume that you get from semen. Yeah, exactly. And... It's all a matter of probability. So that means there has to be, in that small sample, enough viral particles for them to, de- to then detect in their testing method, whatever their testing method is. Now, often in the testing methods, what they do is they, they run it through something called PCR, which is like, it makes copies. So it looks for viral particles, and then it copies them to make sure that they have enough of them so that if it's present, you can then detect it. And so that that's the like the PCR method you'll hear that talked about in the I, news. So like if they run that test, still there's a chance that you could get a false negative because there's they just didn't find enough of the viral particle to then make enough copies to then have the test find them. Which which I, speaking of um false false um just false in general um I wanted to throw this out because we didn't talk about it that much because uh, I only threw it out at a family gathering. But like living in the Michigan area, it was interesting that. Uh, so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, unfortunately. I always, but I'm a Detroit Lions fan, and so Matthew Stafford, the quarterback for the Detroit Lions, was uh, had a false positive. That was and like you know you were, you said oh that was interesting. It's so, usually negative, but then we moved on and it was at a family family gathering. But that was interesting. You worded it as that if he ch- had two tests: a false positive and a false negative. He did a positive and a negative. Or he he. How do you know did. which one's right? If you have a positive and a negative, you need a third test. He had to multiples. Oh, he had multiples. So he had, I believe he had like a, a negative and then a positive and then two negatives. Um, it was enough to like. False positives are very rare for COVID, actually. Unless there's been sample mix I have up to or look sample this, I have, I'm not sure. I have to look this up. But like they changed an NFL rule regarding um, 
testing uh, uh, are they based on Matthew mul- Stafford. Multiple tests now. I'm not sure what the change was, but like there was like a, a change, and it was like good that it was during training camp because I was reading an article that were this to happen during the regular season, he would have missed two games. He would have missed two games. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't even positive. And so, well, like, and not just he would have missed two games. Other, anybody else that he was in contact with probably would have missed games too. What's interesting is the stigma because I, I was also reading some stuff about um, his wife, Kelly Stafford, who's pretty hot, by the way. Um, yeah, I've seen her. Um, but how just the uh, what she like, what the, their family went through just for those few days when he was in like the positive status. Like, she went to like the grocery store and people were like well, giving her crap about like because she. If if you think that you have it, you're supposed to be in quarantine, and anybody that's been related to you should be in quarantine. That's been in I guess close that's, contact with you. So I guess that's true. By rights, but... she probably was violating quarantine policy. Honestly, I guess that might be true. Yeah, good point there. I think that I she, went through a period of time I think where I had she a was sore pointing, throat, and I was like, I should not be leaving the house right now. I think she was just pointing at the shame, which, but you did though. I know, and I shouldn't have. I think she, she was, was just sort of me. pointing at like the shaming and like just how how crappy people can be to each other when they don't even have all the facts like he was. Now that's true. Um, people are shitty to each other. I'll give you but, that. But, uh, so U of M football is not happening this year. Lions football is happening. So let's say, let's say go Lions. We'll see. Although I was joking that if the Lions actually do good this year, it'll forever in the history books. I mean, whoever does good in the NFL this year is forever going to be in the history books. I mean, even if yeah, it's, big asterisk. Even if it's the New England Patriots. Even if it's the Patriots who, you know, they win the Super Bowl all the time. It's going to be an asterisk that this is the COVID year. So, I'm, you know, I'm joking. You know, given Lions luck, this will finally be the year that they actually, like, <laughs> achieve something. But it'll be, like, the you know, asterisk in the history books COVID year. But also given Lions luck, this will be the year, like, they can't even make something happen in the COVID year. <laughs> so, we'll see. Um, so... So dental dance. It has not been found in the vaginal fluid yet, but it probably is there. I mean, in reality, it's probably in any fluids. Yeah, I mean, vir- viruses but, replicate. But it, I mean, is it is it enough to um to to infect you to infect? Yeah, um, and and that's the thing. Even though they found it in fecal material, even though they found it elsewhere, who knows if it's going to infect you or not? But do you want to take the risk? That's that's the question. So, a lot of these articles and things that I've seen were are. Just reminding everyone that condoms and dental dams reduce contact with saliva and feces during anal and oral sex, um, and so we've we've played around with dental dams. I I don't think we've actually even used. We have them available when we've had parties, mm-hmm. but um, they were they weren't big they weren't big enough parties where people didn't feel comfortable right um playing without them and so i actually haven't used a dental dam in a swinging scenario i've, I've only used a dental dam on you just yeah, for just like to test it out just testing it and i gotta say um even more than a condom i mean use a dental dam if you want to be extra safe but i gotta say dental dams like i'd rather not even eat a woman out than use a, a dental dam um, yeah and you you may if, be in the majority if i don't like if if i and and i don't know if i am or not i mean i could be you know cancel me if you want um um not that i have an online presence to even cancel or whatever but um um what was i saying dams. i'm like losing my train of yeah i'm losing my train of thought but that i would rather i would rather not play with someone or if i had a sense that like you know i just didn't trust that i would want to play with them yeah if you went down you went down down the poon and you're like "Mm, i go i see something weird looking i go i'm not gonna touch it i mean i use like we use the same rules which have been criticized. I want to throw that out there. I understand that they're, and we've been in groups. Um, sure. 
as everyone um, does what they think is best for themselves. If you feel like you have to even use protection with oral, I mean that is being that's it's being more protective. It's than, the safest way. It's the safest. I recognize sure. that we take risks, but I follow the uh, the sort of um, same oral rules that uh, we use uh, for uh, blowjobs and things that. I don't use the dental dam for, yeah. for sex, but and it puts us at it risk. It is the safest. And if you're single, if, and that's the interesting if thing. If you're single, hold on, let me hold bust on. out that's my the, dental dam that's before the interesting, I eat you out. Like, interesting. It's the interesting thing. Can you stop with the interesting? No, I was doing it's that. It's spreading to me. I've said it probably a few times I was, tonight. I was doing that on purpose. Uh, now. Is it interesting that you've said that? Oh, I'm sure I've done it in this episode, not on purpose. But the, I would, I would, I, if I was single, I would second guess. And, and I, and if I, if I was single and giving this much thought, like we're here doing a podcast, a swinging podcast, we're married, we're doing this podcast. We're thinking a lot about sex from safety, not safety. We, we, we recognize where we're taking the risks and that they are risks. Some people are taking risks, don't even realizing that they're risks, mm-hmm. but I would think twice if, if I was single, like going back to you saying like, if you were single, you know, you'd. If I was single, I pro- I, 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 I probably would think would about. You go a, from, would you go straight? From I would think about a dental dam. I don't know to sex and just skip the oral sex. That's the maybe? interesting question. Like I don't know if you feel comfortable enough to kiss, then, and you're getting saliva because. And this is where it's it's interesting. Like, where is virus? Where are the viruses being? Be it be it COVID, be it yeah. HIV, be it, be it any virus. Where are viruses actually being located? And like, if it's in saliva well, HIV, or semen yeah. or in or in um, vaginal fluid. But I feel like if I'm I'm gonna follow what my mouth does, in the sense that like if I'm kissing you with my mouth on the lip, and so I'm swapping saliva with you, and I'm okay with that bodily fluid. Unless I've heard literature that, you know, which would make it to the, I'm trying to imagine myself as like a layman yeah. who doesn't well, not, follow not anything all things like are this. Created equal though, because you can you can make out with somebody who's HIV positive and be fine, but you don't want to get their semen in your bloodstream. That's true. They're not all. Not everything's and created equal. I didn't. I haven't done the research, but I think it's very not. I, I think it's highly unlikely. But I think is it. Still, is it impossible to get it from saliva from an HIV? I don't know, and I don't want to make a claim about exactly. it. Exactly. That's why I don't but it, either. But it needs to find its way into your bloodstream. That's that's the key. It has for, to find its way into your bloodstream. For HIV. I would... I don't know. Like, But again, I also have to qualify. I'm a horny guy. I mean, I'm a guy in general. Yeah. Well, that's and the thing. That... If, if, if the proposition... If, if, if sex is on the table... All the things I'm talking about could just be thrown out the window and be like, I'm just a horny guy. Here's the and, thing, though. We're I, swingers. So if you really thought that there was a legitimate risk of getting HIV for making out, there's no way we'd be swingers. So in general, there's been a few articles that have come out since March, um, and, well, even since January, that are addressing COVID. But it is still so new that there yeah. isn't that much out there. Well, and that's the it's, thing. Like, it's Finding the virus in certain fluids doesn't mean that that you're necessarily going to get it. Like they, they still haven't figured out how many viral particles do I need to inhale to make me sick? Is it one? Is it two? Is it so three? If, you're, like, if, if you're listening to this episode, what's the takeaway here? I don't know. The <laughs> takeaway is think about how, how concerned you are with getting the virus. How scared does that make you? Do you have any other um, complicating risk factors? Consider True. all of those things and then do what you think is best for you. That's the takeaway. 
for, yeah, for everybody. Because I think there's going to be differences and some people are so sure. comfortable doing certain things and not others. But You know, if to- you're diabetic, you might be doing something different than if you're non-diabetic, than if you're healthy. You know, I mean, it's... The other thing I wanted to jump in real quick is um, I'm going to highlight one city in, in particular. But a lot of um, cities, uh, bigger cities, are putting out... Um, are, are putting out flyers and some documentation, some um, fact sheets to to inform the public on yeah people on need recommendations. to know right make and it make it obvious make make the information in your face so you can't ignore it put it on fucking billboards yeah I well that to be fair I'm gonna talk I want to talk about here the New York City one because they're a giant New York City's uh, huge and lots of people to inform you can't I don't assume know, everyone's on the they internet. have a really good fact sheet and i want to talk about it from the non uh from the alternative lifestyle perspective um and good on them because it's actually addresses i think it does a really good job of not being exclusive um so i want to talk about about that but i'm curious where they they're putting these up well um, this this fact sheet is three pages did so you, they're oh, not did putting you pull it up the new york city fact sheet as i well? did yeah it's three pages so i don't think it's going up anywhere i don't know where but like, i did come across I wonder if they have a short version of like that's like a one pager. I came across a one page sign from Oregon that covers the same topics, but really you could post it on a wall. So the New York City um, uh, fact sheet, and I'm only highlighting that because it's one of the first. It's one of the first ones I found. It's from one of the biggest cities in the United States. Because you brought to my attention um, a, another city that was smaller. What was the city? Um, no, it was just the state of Oregon. Oh, this the, yeah. the entire state of Oregon's. Um, um, I came across the PDF. Very similar to this. And so I, 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 I wanted to highlight this and say that um, they do say here, know how COVID spreads. And they go into the details, um, a couple of details, a couple of quick bullet points about how it spreads through droplets and things. But then it says, yeah, I didn't remember. It's t- from the Oregon Health Authority. It's called Sex in the Time of COVID. Okay. so But in the New York City one. Oh, talk about that in a second. I will. Because I like that one. That one's got like nice it's um, awesome. graphics. It looks nicer than the New York City one, actually. The New York City ones, they recommend um, have sex with people um, only close to you. And they say you're your safest sex partner. So they advocate masturbation, which is fine. They also say you should limit close contact, including sex. But the, but then they go on to if... if um, And then they talk... But then they go on to sex with, with multiple partners mm-hmm. um and they recommend or they they recognize that like it happens and large gatherings of any type are um not safe during covid aka orgies uh close contact with multiple people should be avoided but if you decide to find a crowd and i, I skipped the like the, the like highlighted portion of those this bullet point which is if two is company then three or more is definitely a crowd so then they say but if you decide to find yourself in a crowd, aka you're finding yourself in a multiple sex uh, partner orgy, scenario, orgy, orgy, below are tips to reduce your risk of, of spreading or getting COVID. Limit the size of your guest lists. Okay. Go with a consistent sex partner. Okay. All pick, of this sucks if you're a swinger. It pick, all sucks if pick you're Pick larger, swinger. more open, more well-ventilated spaces. Wear a fa- so go and have an orgy outside. That is that is kind of funny. They they <laughs> That yeah. makes no sense. They do say here, wear a face covering, avoid kissing, touching your eyes, bring an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Um, or just douse yourself in vodka. I guess I just wanted... I mean, the one thing... I, I just wanted to say that like at least they're not ignoring no, it's that good. people have sex multiple with multiple partners, partners or yeah. they're in group scenarios. Um, 
because we even like we even and can't I can't dispute what they're saying, even though we said that like we would opt for not for a face mask, but we but we recognize the risk there. If you decide to have sex outside of your circle or of, of contacts or a hookup, closely monitor yourself for symptoms. Consider getting a swab or saliva test mm-hmm. for COVID on a more frequent basis. Um, and that's an interesting one. It's, it's is tough to do. Most people, you have to be I haven't that. gotten a test. Oh, I've had two. I have, it's I've, horrible. Well, you had two, but relating to, you mentioned earlier, you were sick for a few days yeah. and you had, I was, had to do it to go back to work. You had, you had two, but they were, it wasn't like two separate sicknesses. It was like the same. It was like just a, yeah, it, I, it I had pro- a test. It was like a summer cold or something. I think our daughter and myself also had it. Cause I had a pretty bad sore throat summer for like a, a couple of days. Yeah. You actually had it worse, and it was lingering, so you actually got the test. Yeah, and then, I didn't have a fever, but I had the sore throat. I had and the a results didn't cough. come back, and so you had to get a second one that yep. would be back faster. But this is interesting because I hadn't really thought about it. But consider getting a swab or test more frequently, like as a as a preventative measure. Like, well, that's essentially like, what like, the universities are doing. Well, though. that's true. Oh, that's exactly what universities are doing. I work for. Uh, that, were, that's what the NFL is doing. Like, I work I'm for sure univer- that's no, why the, the test just came about, back for I do for feel like Stafford. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here because I do feel like some places are extending their um, overextending their boundaries. Though, as much as I want to be safe, I'm working from home. I work for a, a university, um, and I'm working from home. But this one hundred percent of the time, we're a hundred percent. No reason to go I don't to campus go to, whatsoever. I haven't gone even into the town that the university's at. Which, if you listen to a previous episode, you know what university I'm talking about. But I'm just not mentioning it here. It, I mean, I guess I could, but the I don't even go into the town that the university's in. But they want me to check in Big Brother style on uh, uh, and document every, starting on Monday. So today's Friday. So starting Monday, I put it on my work calendar because I need to remember to do it. But like every single Monday through Friday, yeah, I, I have to go on to this, this website slash app. They'll have an app in a few days. Um, it's coming soon. But I have to go down to the website and like document like my symptoms. And it's to keep people safe from like going like... It's, no, you it's, don't document your symptoms. Let's be fair well, here. T- there be, are HIPAA laws. You cannot document well, your symptoms. Well, to be fair, you I answer actually, three yes or no questions. To be fair, I have all you do. I haven't actually even looked at what questions they are. I, I can but, tell you what questions but it's they are. Three questions. Are you are you exhibiting the following have symptoms? Have you looked at the questions? No, but they're the same questions the entire state of Michigan has to ask. I developed the the same screening questions for my work site. It's it's required by the state of Michigan. But I do. Are you exhibiting X Y Z symptoms? Have you been in contact with somebody who has been diagnosed with COVID or is a presumptive positive in the last? X number of days, or have you traveled internationally? Those are the three questions they're asking you. I'm not, but they don't need to ask you those questions because you're not going to work. Exactly, is the like, point. I'm, I'm left leaning. Like this, this. I feel like this, like feels like a right wing thing to say. Which I mean, I mean, I guess actually to be I'm honest, let let's get it out. But I want to get get us back to. Sex. I'm more central in my political beliefs in general. Um, with with more more on the left side. Uh, but more, more, more centrist, but left side, but I don't feel like if I'm working from home that 
I should have to answer these questions because I'm not going on to the property. It's it's these are safety measures. This is a to, brand new thing they just rolled out. That's true. Let's give them the opportunity you, to hey, modify. Hey, okay. Playing, like, I feel like you're playing devil's advocate, but you I agree am. with me. Like, but we're also a sex positive, uh, a sex podcast. I want to talk about sex. Well, let's true. be honest. Well, this is a little bit more of a serious episode. It's more of a COVID. No, but I, Although, I want to lighten it up a bit. I have some fun um, stuff so, I want to talk about soon. Hold so on. I, I pulled hold up on, this infographic from. Hold from on. the state Hold of on. Oregon. I know. I want to get. To, I want to finish the um my thoughts on the New York one real quick. So that, so it says take care during sex. Kissing can pass the virus. Avoid kissing anyone. If I'm not kissing you, I'm not gonna fuck you. Like if I can't kiss you, then kissing. Like I mean, if oh, I, I I am gonna call you on that one because we have had sex many no, times without kissing, yeah, we're married. especially we're married. in the morning. I'm not. Well, I guess morning what I'm saying. Breath. I guess I guess what I'm saying is. Yes, of course. We're married. We've had sex in all kinds of scenarios. If I'm meeting, I, I'm I'm approaching this as if like you're meeting somebody at a bar or something, or like sure, a, sure. I'm not like going. I'm probably making out with you at the bar or like on on your couch at your apartment. It's or, your foreplay or on the couch. Like you gotta have some kind of. If I mean, I'm not going right to like. I'm not just like inserting my penis in your yeah, butthole. Yeah, but this this is for everybody, not. <laughs> Not, not yeah. just, not just uh, people who are single. That's so. true. That's true. Um, so what's what, hold on? I want to call this out because I like that they at least recognize that like people do different types of sex. Mm-hmm. That they at least say rimming, and and they call it out rimming. Sure, w- uh, might spread the virus. Um, but they at least call out. Of course, people are having this kind of sex. Like we need to acknowledge it. Like I guess I'm just saying that. Like I. Um, oh, the next the next um, bullet point here. Make it a, a little kinky. Be be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers. Um, masturbate together. I guess the if you're masturbating together, then I guess you have to wear your mask, or you're still gonna give it to each other. Like that's the thing. Like yeah, if you're heavy breathing because you're you, about ready to finish from yeah, masturbating, you can't um, create any aerosols with. But it. I was you were the one that turned me on to like the Oregon one, and I found the New York one faster than yeah. the Oregon one. So that's what I'm talking about. You're you're you're, you're gonna talk about Oregon in a second. Yeah. I guess I I'm done talking about New York. But all I'm saying is I was happy to see. It, it comes across to me as fairly sex positive because it, it... Sure, I agree. It, it acknowledges... That's why I showed you the, the... I told you, like, look into some of these suggestions that they're giving. And it acknowledges multiple forms of sex. In the state of New York, you have to. I mean, it's a, such a... I mean, in every state, really, honestly. But it's such a diverse community. So so Oregon, actually, they have a... a um, the state of Oregon has a, has a one-page fact sheet one page is better you can post that wherever but in the bottom in very very tiny print it says these tips are modified from the new york city health department's oh! tips so they actually <laughs> stole them from new york which is what you just read so ah, interesting interesting so in the top corner it says you are your safest partner and then it has a picture of a bottle of lube a picture of a hitachi wand two fingers a <laughs> two, fleshlight let me see that it has two fingers somebody's phone yeah all in the picture. It's hilarious. Oh, I love it that. It actually has I a schematic, it, a little schematic of a fleshlight and two fingers I, and a Hitachi. I love that. And then next to it, it says, get off while maintaining your distance. The phone, sexting, and web chats can all, web chat platforms can always connect socially and sexually, which we are going to talk a little bit about that. Selective kissing. Selective kissing. Selective kissing. Yep. I, what is this? It says, kissing can easily pass COVID-19. Avoid kissing anyone who is not part of your small circle of 
Oh, contacts. so it's it's selective on who you're kissing. Exactly, but I like. I thought it was gonna be. I th- I was thinking you were. Like it was gonna be like body parts. Well, kissing on like the shoulder, like no. kissing erogenous zones, or no, it, it's selective kissing, meaning select who your partner is. Okay. But what I like about that is it doesn't say stick to your partner. It says avoid kissing anyone who's not part of your small circle of close contacts. So they recognize again. People have circles of contacts. They might be dating multiple people. They might be in polyamorous relationships. Like that to me is very sex positive. And then it says use condoms, condoms, dental dams, reduce uh, contact with saliva or feces. This one makes me laugh. It says press pause and it has a picture of a peach, not like like a drawing of a peach. It says rimming and then in parentheses mouth on anus. Might spread COVID-19. Virus and feces may enter your mouth. So it's pause on the anus, and then it's got a picture of a peach with, like, a peach, you know, like, peach can look like a butt crack. It's funny. And then lastly, wash your hands. I can never think of, I, I don't know how familiar you are, are so, you so with. So this, this one-page infographic what is, what is, is so, is, it's great. Let me, let me just ask you a quick question. I'm curious if anybody else in the audience knows where I'm going with this. But what is, what is peach, we're, we're movie fans, what does peach and sex make you think about? I can't think of a damn thing I that's peach and sex. I can't not. I can't think of like James and the Giant Peach as a definite no. I can't not. I got to show you this scene. And then I think of. of How, um, I don't think we've ever. I don't think we've ever. What's that Netflix show that's I don't, political? Shit. I can't think I don't, of the name of it. House of Cards. House of Cards. Yeah. I think of House of Cards. I don't think we've ever watched it together, but there's a particular scene in. You ever seen the movie Face Off with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta? Once, and it was a long time ago. There's a. Well, well Nicolas, right after it came out. Nicolas Cage plays like the bad guy before he has his face off or whatever. Then, then John Travolta plays the bad guy. That's, that's like conceited the movie, but there's a scene early on in the movie where it's very sexual, where, um, John or Nicholas Cage is like talking to a, a stewardess and he's saying that he, can, he can eat a peach for hours and like this like, sexual like, uh, connotation. But, well, um, he used a peach as a euphemism for an ass. I like, um, these, I, I guess good on these city, fact sheets for including yeah well well oregon i mean the state of oregon but itself you, is in, in more of you a, need to though open-minded state but i guess what i'll say if I, i'm giving them credit and i'm not going to take that credit away but i will say that we didn't see anything like this in michigan just, i'll tell you that like i've, well, I've seen the michigan, does michigan have a fact sheet they do not and it's not oh. this open-minded okay i haven't looked at it but i guess you have to if even i guess even if I'm not gonna. I, I should give legislatures um, and politicians credit, but I will say it doesn't matter if they want to include people with alternative lifestyles or not. They need to if they want to get COVID rates down because we're Fair part enough. of the we're we're part of society. Well, this this came from the Oregon Health Authority and and like the New York one came from the health department. These are coming from health departments. They are, but I guess and so health departments are recognizing yeah, the diversity health, of the, the community. They're which is worried great. about the health just in general. They're not yeah, worried about. They don't care who you are. They don't care who you have sex with. They just that's great. They're worried about just. They just want to lower the rates. It doesn't matter. Like and they want to put out guidance to lower the rates no matter what. And so good on them for. If you read these documents, the Oregon one or the New York City one, or any other city's one that includes that is um, inclusive of alternative lifestyles, it's great because reading the New York City one, and you were just showing me the, the Oregon one, yep. it doesn't make it feel like alternative lifestyles or multiple sex partners. It could, 
it doesn't separate it it doesn't make it feel any different than anybody it's just it's just it's speaking to everyone and if you're somebody who's like it's it um it's all inclusive and it's it doesn't make us it doesn't make i don't read that and think oh they're this trying is not to speak for me this is well, for someone else yeah. yeah they're not trying to speak to like it isn't like oh here's they're not just trying to speak to the college here's, kid here's six or... bullet points for a regular person quote unquote yep. and then here's two bullet points for those of you in alternative lifestyles no it's sort of integrated in a way yeah and, it's for anybody and the language is like said in a way that like includes everybody and it's very inclusive and i like so so um it's just very inclusive and and good so we're going to switch oh, from... I, I did it, like, we could switch topics. One more thought on this, because you mentioned, we mentioned Michigan, where we're from. And so I just did a quick Google search for sex, Michigan, COVID, just to see what came up. And actually, an article came up from April of this year that the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services launched a condom delivery service so that people could get condoms mailed to their house, because you used to be able to go to the, like, certain health clinics and get them for free. But oh, with those but things want, being down, they want people the time, to still have yeah. access to condoms. Now things have opened up. Opened, I'm curious. Right. So I at the time, place, you but... could request oh. condoms, and they would send you ten individually wrapped condoms in a bubble pet in a in a bubble wrapped well, uh, envelope. Good on, good on you, Michigan. So, you know, there, there's so, still some. I wanted to um, jump ship a little bit to, we're talking, this episode is mostly about COVID, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, since we're focusing on health, just talk about a little bit about the, um, about HPV and the HPV vaccine, which last year uh, became approved for adults um, up to age 45. So HPV- Too little too late, I'd say. Well, that's what I want to talk about. It makes me angry. I was curious what your thoughts, well, we're not even, we're not- close to well it depends if you're a 10 year old we're close to 45 but um i still so, have i still have 10 years until i hit for i still have over 10 years before i hit uh 45 so hold on heidi so hpv you I'm struck sure, a chord with me i'm HPV, sure all of i'm sure all of you are familiar but if you're not it's um it's a virus and it has been shown to lead to uh sex or sex um cancer related to sexual activity it, it can lead to precancerous cells which can then yes. lead, which can then it's lead been to it's, it's been found to lead to um cancer in the back of the throat cervical anal uh vulvar penile and vaginal um and but there are, and lo- there are R- lots and lots and lots of strains of hpv r.i.p to farrah fawcett she died of she actually died of um anal cancer from HPV, uh, from, from anal, from, which you can, you can, you know, connect the dots from anal sex. So sorry to, you know, if you, so, but it's crazy to, to be fair though, I only learned of that 14 million people in the United States a year have HPV and of that 4,000 or so die. I I wanted, so so the risks of this are quite, 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 that's why I wanted to have, let's just put that out there. I wanted to have a discussion here and this is an on the fly discussion you and I have not discussed this that much. We've discussed in the past, like, oh, the HPV vaccine isn't like available to us prior to like last year. Right. And we're like, oh, well, we're swingers. It would be nice if it was. But now it is. So what are your thoughts on it? Because the reason it wasn't for a while and the thought even still is, even though they've raised the age It's limit, a prophylactic is what it is. Hold on. Well, it's, it's meant me, to prevent hold on. 
prevent cancer if little, you haven't been exposed You're getting yet. a little heated. No, I'm I just, just wanted to talk before. about this for a second and give the qualifiers why. Um, so there's an HPV, HPV vaccine that's been approved. Yeah, it's called Gardasil. It's been, proved, it's been um, approved for those younger for quite a while. Um, and we haven't talked about it, but because our kids are still a ways off, but I'm sure we'll have them get it. Yeah, it but was, it was formally but, approved in, in 2011. But the thought is that HPV is actually pretty common, and most adults have probably been, um, if you haven't been vaccinated, that most adults have probably been um, exposed to it anyways. So I wanted to just talk about this. As we're talking about COVID, health-related vaccine-type things, um, just talk about the HPV because we haven't got it. You and I haven't got it. And I'm going to talk about it here on the show some sure like should what are your thoughts on it because do you think i mean odds are we've probably already been exposed so it wouldn't do any good but what do you think what what are your thoughts i i am in favor of vaccines like we've said that from the beginning i used to work at a company that yeah you were yeah exactly so like like all things considered i i am not an anti-vaxxer and Gardasil has been shown to be helpful, but only in people who are not sexually active. Once you're people sexually ha- active. Well, no, no, no. Let's, I want to call it people who haven't been exposed to HPV yet. Yeah, but you get exposed to HPV, HPV naturally just by being sexually active, by it, having multiple partners, even by true, kissing. True, all all true, you have to true. do is kiss all somebody. All I'm saying, you could, in theory, just by chance, have mm-hmm. sex with 20 people. And none of them have had HPV, and you, and so, 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 so you don't have it. It's unlikely, though. True, true. And it's not sex, though. That's the thing. Like you can get it through kissing. It's it's in saliva. So I'm, I I guess, um, and and HPV is there's there's lots of different types of HPV, and and it's oh, actually, I talked about Farrah Fawcett because she actually died from uh, anal cancer. Uh, but actually, another big one, another um, it made it, it it brought this more to light was um. It's probably been like five years ago now, uh, but uh, not Kirk Douglas. He's the father. What's the Ant-Man? Not Kirk Douglas. Oh, you, like the the actual Ant-Man? Um, the actor, uh, Henry, Henry Pym, who... The young one. Well, Kirk Douglas is like the 100-year-old actor. I'm talking about the like 70-year-old actor um, married to the hottie... Well, she's like fifty years old as well, but like um, Kirk Douglas, right? No, yeah, that's him. Who's his dad then? His dad is the other Douglas. The ugly his his dad just recently died. Um, Michael. Michael. Wait, is Michael the older or the younger? Michael is the younger. Kirk is the older. Oh, so Michael is uh, Henry Pym or Hank Pym from the Marvel movies? Like, um, yes, Michael Douglas is Hank Pym. Oh yeah, and a million other awesome roles, by the way. Yes. But he came out maybe like five, six years ago, and saying that he had um, throat cancer, and he and he uh, and he straight up said it was from eating pussy. He straight up said it was from like he can or, say that all he wants. You don't well, know. No, for I think sure. his doctor. Like, if you have HPV of the throat, I mean, I guess you could get it from kissing. But I mean, he's either way. I guess he brought it to light, and he like. He didn't say it quite like that, but he said it was like I—I I believe he said it like pleasuring women. Or like yeah, he, no, he assumed he, that that's where he it came made it from. clear that he thought he got it, and it was you, an HPV. Um, yeah, but so I guess I was just bringing that up because it was—it was like a, it brought it, it made it really brought it to light maybe like five years ago. Because I'll be honest, 
I really didn't hear about it before the Michael Douglas um, thing. Did I mean? Did, did you? Oh yeah, I mean, but I mean, I'm a woman. But being I guess a woman, I just heard of you, HPV. You go to like pap smears like you have like a million things going on i don't well it, it's not so much for anymore, a woman that i don't know what's going like, on women, women used to have to get a, a paps uh pap smear every year the the guidance used to be annually now it's every three years or every five years or annually depending on your risk factors it it, it varies so for a male we don't quite have that but i i'll be honest it was michael douglas that brought it to like made me realize I didn't know you could get cancer from eating out until Michael yeah. until he like brought it to light. So with that said, last year it was approved for individuals up to forty five. So that means you and I could get it, and we're swingers. Yeah. Do you think that we've been exposed? Do you think that we've been? I mean, we could afford it, but do you think we should bother? We haven't talked about this, so this probably isn't. Under- I have already asked my physician about it, and they said it's not worth it. Did you tell? Well. Here's the caveat, though. Yes, I was. 100% Did you tell honest. them that we have yes, multiple sex partners? I was. I was a hundred percent honest with my with my physician, and she really? said because a, you have I already didn't... had multiple sex partners before you were married and since. Well, good for you. Chances are you I didn't have know already. You, I didn't know you said that because oh, yeah. because I don't go. You need to be men, honest with your men. Physicians. Don't go as often. Um, so good for you. So yeah, you, I specifically so, said my husband and I have played with other couples okay. and she said, well, then it's probably not worth it. Cause chances are you've already been exposed. It's too late for you. Like, she said, it's too late for you. It's too late which, for you. Which who knows in 10 years. And if, that's why they're, they're recommending that in that 10 people, years, if we get HPV or like find out, it's found out that we have cancer. Like it wasn't too late. No, but, it was though, because you had to have gotten the vaccine before HPV was ever exposed to you. That, if you have been exposed to HPV, it is too late. That's true because it, it is it too can, late because it can develop later too. Like you, you could have been it exposed can, like ten HPV years ago. It can take decades, yeah. to turn into anything. So, so not that we. So are, that's why they're we saying are, you need to get people before they're sexually active. We you, are when not they're nine to eleven. So what do you think though? Like, um, so if somebody, oh, you better damn well believe our daughter's getting the vaccine, and so is our, our son if but, we can. Uh, but but it's too late for us. But those, I mean, we're only. We're, I'm 34, you're, old, you're just 35, birthday in April. I got the older cougar. <laughs> like, what, like five months? Um, so I was just curious because you and I, you and I have not actually had a discussion since it, since it became. My, my doctor point blank like said there's no point in you getting the vaccine. Okay. I'm, I find that that's good to know or like it's interesting to know she I, said if you want it you can get it but, but we I hadn't like we hadn't had this discussion and this is why this podcast is what it is why it's awesome it's a married couple who's just having a discussion and i didn't know that you had this discussion with your yep. physician and because we haven't had a discussion as a married couple at least you and i you and your physician have but i haven't had a discussion yeah. since it became um Available for those up to age forty five. Yeah, originally it was capped at twenty six, and we and were we, we were just on the other side we've, of that. We've been past twenty six for a while. Like well, we were, we, we, we no, we we weren't though. We, we were barely we, into swinging before it was. When it was approved, we were just on the other side of twenty six. Yeah, like, just on the other side. Like I'll be honest, like, I don't think I was like even aware of HPV at I, the time. Though. I was though. Because when it was approved, and I was so, just—I knew I was just on the other I side, wonder, and I was pissed. So do you? Because I—I I wanted. On, it. No, I am not done. So stop. Hold I on. wanted the vaccine okay. at that time, and I was pissed. 
that because I'm 28 or whatever, I can't get this vaccine. Like, who are you to say that I can't get this? Is it because we had started swinging? No, we hadn't. It was just because I thought like. So why would you think you needed it? I don't know. I just did. Like, I was like, well, why? why?" It would have been close to like when we started swinging. But either way, I'm. um, I think I was just angry that like. like, Just that they said. Well, because I was just on the other side of it. And I was like, who are you to say 26 versus 27? Like, where did that number cutoff come from? Yeah, that's true. But then I came to terms with it. Like I came to terms with it, too. But just with the COVID episode, I'm like, well, let's have an HBB discussion on air on the episode. And so. I guess I, I don't one thing I didn't look up is the out-of-pocket costs or like I mean it, it's gonna vary if you have insurance but what the cost would be if you had it but it is approved well, and it's it's multiple doses too I don't think it's, it's a, just one dose it's approved up to age 45 which we're well within that range I mean we're 35 I'm, I'm not I'm 34 yeah so um, we're well within that range. You're you're probably right that we probably have been exposed, but do you think it's? We don't know. Like we we haven't taken a test. I haven't taken a test to know if I've been exposed. I don't know even know if the doctor could like take. I mean, I don't know. This is how naive I am in the sense that I don't know if my doctor could even if there's even a test to see. If I've been exposed. Yeah. All you have to do is get an, an, uh, and yeah, you can, I want to preface if you're listening, if you've been exposed, it's not guaranteed that you're going to get cancer anyways. So you might've been exposed. You might not have. It isn't, it isn't like if you, first of all, I'm so naive that I don't know if there is a test, but if there is a test and your physician says, yes, you've been exposed to HPV, we, we see it in your results that, it's guaranteed that you're going to get cancer. That is not that in my research for this, in my limited research for this episode, it was, if you've just because you have HPV in your system, doesn't mean you're going to get cancer. It could lead to it, but it doesn't mean it. And there is an HPV specific test, by the way, like that is, that that exists. Okay. So pap smear is an HPV test, by the way. So just, I get, it's like a whole new world for like, I have no idea. I've never, men don't really like, deal with these issues, uh, pap smears and things. Um, actually, what is the age when like men are like, exp- uh, supposed to start getting, uh, the backdoor finger for the prostate, uh, for, for prostate cancer and things. Yeah. That's not until you're over 50, I believe. So I still have a little, I still have a while. For yeah. That. And the thing about prostate cancer is it grows very, very slowly. Prostate cancer is, is a type of cancer. Yes. It can still kill you. But it's also a cancer that if they find it in a 70 or 80 year old man, often they don't do anything about so it. I want to say what I found during my research was in general, all the literature I was finding was saying generally adults ages 27 to 45 are expected to have already been exposed to HPV. Right. So if you're a virgin, go get the, go get it for sure. Or if you've had one sexual partner. In your life, you know, at that age, you got married young or whatever, and you've had one sexual partner, and now you're divorced, or now you're you're finding yourself I guess back my out in quest- the world. I my would say go, is, go get it. it. I don't know what the. It all depends on the cost, which is like all wrapped up in most like insurance, insurance covered it. and stuff. Most it's it's about two hundred fifty dollars if you're completely uninsured, because but most insurance covers because it. because 
let's say, I mean, we've had... It's the cost of your life if you might get cancer. No, no, so, no, no. Like, no, I sort of agree, but earlier you were arguing, like, we're not getting it. Well, because it's already too late for us. We've we, probably already been exposed. We, we, but we don't know for sure. We haven't gotten a test. We don't know for sure. I mean, do we want to be prevented? Like, do we want to be proactive and get the test and find out if we have HPV? Or do we want to be preventative and... It's a, it's and a conversation. get the vaccine. It's a conversation to have with a doctor, to be honest. That's true. It, it, like, this conversation, outside of having a doctor's opinion, it could completely change. That's true. So. That's, that's, that's a good point. So the vaccine is approved up to age 45. Consult with your physician. I will admit that as, as a healthy, as a quote-unquote healthy male, I don't actually see my doctor regularly, and I should because maybe I'm not a quote-unquote healthy male. Maybe I have issues that I'm unaware of, but I'm generally a healthy adult As male. Yeah. And like I know women have um, typical, I go to the doctor every year. typical yeah. gy- gynecological issues that, that you'll go for and whatnot. But like as a man, they're in the in in you should get a physical every year that should be part like your your insurance covers for you to have a physical every year you should be getting a physical every year i've mentioned this before and you always push you haven't mentioned it for years no i have just like i tell you the insurance pays for you to go to the doc to go to the eye doctor and to go to the dentist i do go to the eye doctor i I, I wear glasses and contacts so i do go there so you're right you're right I can't argue. It's free, and you're paying for the insurance. I can't argue with my wife. That's Reap true. the benefits That's of your true. insurance That's that you're true. paying That's for. True. So, we just took a break. I uh, had to pee. Both let's of be us. Honest. Both of us had to pee. And while we were peeing, we had an, inter- an interesting conversation. Was it interesting? About that <laughs> HPV conversation that we just had. So, Heidi, I want to give you the floor for a second to talk about I, that. I'm just really conflicted. Honestly, I'm, I'm very conflicted because I wasn't aware that the age group for the vaccine had been extended so you weren't aware of no, any of, of the news at all no and i'm not conflicted about the news like the news is the yeah. news right but but how the news um corresponds to my life and in, interacts with my life has me conflicted because when the vaccine first came out i was just on the other side of the age group and was told no you can't have this vaccine you're too old but i wanted it and so now i've gone a number of years without the vaccine and theoretically increased my risk risk factor and now that well, not the vac- theoretically with swinging, well, yeah, we have yeah. increased. And that, so, yeah. so now that the vaccine is available to me, I'm like, well, is it is it too late? Because I've already like behaved in a way that is contrary to what the vaccine should prevent. Like, like now, does it not matter? So, I'm I am very conflicted because of this previous experience, and I'm like, I probably shouldn't bother getting the vaccine, but I also think I should in like have another conversation with my doctor about it. To to be fair, like so. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like that, that's had, what the story we is. We had about a 30 minute conversation uh, prior to starting the recording back up about do we want to cut this that conversation out? And to be frank, I the, don't like medical stuff being out there. But then you're like, well, be, everything we talk well, about is medical to, to, to some be, extent. To be frank, the fact that you said that you actually didn't know, I I assume that like you know we we follow a lot of the same news news sources and whatnot, and so um, I thought. Usually we're up on the same news and things, especially with COVID and and all and a lot of things. Right. And so, um, I didn't even know this was going to be news to you. And so we had a long a long conversation. Should we cut out that entire HPV conversation because it was? I'm not sure how comfortable with you know. I'm thinking about from your perspective. You're telling me that you're thinking about things for the first time 
um, and it's on not, air. And, well, and that's not unusual. One of the There's thi- often we have epiphanies on air. That's fine. One of the things that... There was just something about this that had I was, me struck a chord, I guess. I was advocating uh, keeping it in just because the fact that... Y- you weren't aware of it lets me know that like there's probably other listeners who aren't aware of it also and so i just from a health perspective talk to your doctor or think have have a conversation i don't know what you want to do with this knowledge but yes the hpv vaccine is approved for individuals up through 45 45 and so do with that what you will and we will do with that what what we will and we are (laughs) and i don't know what we will we don't we're not and we had a conversation and this is this is we we always say at the beginning of every episode this is a conversational podcast and so we have conversations here and sometimes about swinging in sex and sometimes sometimes we have conversations (laughs) about things we've never even talked about in our private in our private lives off air so this is one of them we're going to keep the conversation in but understand that heidi i have i had been aware of this for a while because i had it just in my like it's new to me articles to talk well, about at and some you point. had no way of knowing that i was like pissed about not being able to get the vaccine before like i just was yeah it was i didn't that know, upset me yeah i don't think that that wasn't something that i knew that um, yeah, it's like a, if you know that there's that something you were told no at, yeah. at a previous. If you know that there's something that's safe and effective that can help prevent future problems, and somebody's just like point blank, meh, no, it's not. It's not approved for that use. Like, no, we're not going to give it to you. Like, that's frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. And so then to find out a decade later that it's okay, like, you know, it's it it uh, it makes one a little bitter, I guess. So with that. Um, Take that conversation with a grain of salt, uh, because Heidi in particular hadn't given, but she wasn't even aware of what we were going to talk about. And so that HPV conversation was completely off the cuff. She didn't know that HPV vaccine was approved up through individuals of age 45. So take that with what you, you know, do with it what you will. Um, so Let's jump to. Uh, I just wanted to say I've I've seen. I just want to don't even have to have a conversation about it. But I've been seeing um, more and more um, mask porn. I have I not. I don't know so how I feel about I'll take that. Your word for it. <laughs> I don't know how. Like it's just a sign of the times, I guess. Uh, mask. Like it doesn't get me off. Uh, I don't. I don't like it. So is I haven't it really mask watched porn, or is it porn with masks? That's a difference. It what's might the, just be porn. Wait, what's the difference? Well, to me, mask porn means you have a fetish and you enjoy watching porn where people have masks on. Porn that happens to have masks is we are still recording brand new porn, but we're trying to stay safe by wearing masks. There is a difference. What do you think if you go and one look is going to fetishize the let mask? Me, let me ask you a question. So actually, we'll have a we'll have a one minute. We're going to stop this after sixty seconds. Right. Well, uh, two minutes at most. I've seen porn with masks. No, let me ask you a question though. And I, I actually haven't thought about this. Do you think that the porn with masks, which category do you think they're like, which audience are they going for? I think they're going or for, what are they doing? I think they're creating new content and they're wearing masks out of necessity. See? That, oh, okay. That was my take on it. I, my take, and I don't ah. have a thought beyond my take. My take was just a new fetish. Like people like are wearing masks in public. Like we're going to make porn with masks. Oh no, I didn't take it that way at all. In fact, I was just jerking off. Well, women don't jerk off, but that's the proverbial proverbial term. But I was just masturbating the other day and came across some videos with masks on. And I was like, Oh, I guess they recorded this recently. Were and they were trying to condoms? stay safe. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, does it matter? Is it in semen no, and vegetable? Well, fluid? it does. We just talked about well, that. Well, it does because that would be evidence to me. 
anecdotal, like not proof of anything, but I guess it would be, it would lead me to believe that they're just doing it for the kink value. Like I, I disagree think, because it's, COVID's an airborne disease. We just talked about it. They, they, they might think like it's not coming through it, in, this, okay. in the vaginal fluids and I'm going to pull out so, to come. So I, I don't prob- agree with you. Well, I don't disagree with you. I bet there's porn that does both. Yeah, I guess in my mind, if they're wearing masks, if it's mask porn, then they're going to show more of the mask, close-ups of the mask, of the face or something like that, versus porn with masks is we're going to focus on the same things porn always does, the penis and the vagina and all of that. We just have to be wearing masks while we're doing it. I think there's a difference in how you fill it and how you how you frame it. I'll say yes Come and shot porn versus, I'll say versus yes regular and no, porn, you know? Just because... Porn with a cum shot versus cum shot porn. They're not the same. Uh, that's true. The only thing I'll say is is that... Um, masks are showing up in porn? Yes. Masks are showing That's all I can say because I often actually seek out uh, videos like with uh, where I like for sure like their high heels are like in the video. Mm-hmm. So, But they're n- typically not like focus of the video. It's like... I look for like where well, the that's tag. That's a great example. I, then it's not. I look for tags where like the high heels are like one of the tags of the video. Yeah. But it's typically not the focus of the video. So, yeah. but but I but there are tags like people could look for it. So I think. But was mask a tag? Yeah. Okay. So. Um, but it's not the focus. I think it all comes down to what the focus is. What's the purpose of the of the video? Well, I mask was just going. To be in it. I was just going by tag. Because for me, like I might choose for to search for things that don't have mask or exclude things with mask in it. As a, as, I was just going by the tags. Tag. Like I assume if there's a tag for a particular video, somebody's looking specifically for that. Very tag. well could be, but I still don't think it's necessarily a fetish. Oh, I'm sure there are. I never said do, that. But... I never said it was a fetish. I'm just saying I'm just seeing it pop up more, and I think. Um, it's just interesting. Yeah, I I took it differently. All right, so we're gonna stick with COVID for a second. Uh, we're gonna get to some fun fun stuff in a second, but I um I wanted to get your thoughts on um hotel parties starting back up. I've there's a particular uh group that we're a member of that hasn't sent an email out since March because they're hotel yeah. party focused. Yep, and they stopped and or and um. They haven't sent an email out in March, and now I've they're back to sending some emails saying like they're having some parties in September, some hotel parties. What do you think about swingers about alternative lifestyles getting together in a hotel party environment? I I think it's risky. I'm personally I'm not ready for it because you know although the area that we're in Michigan is less is about a one percent or less uh, infection rate, that means if there's a hundred people at that party, chances are one of them is infected. And do can we spread it. do we look down upon it? And I'm just and I'm asking you, like, do we shame these people in the same in in the way that the media well, is shaming beachgoers? I try not to shame anybody. I, I'm joking when I but when I say like, do we shame them? Like, it's hard. should they be considered in the same way that like people are like, you know, you'll see media videos of like, here's people at the beach, here's people at yeah, a bar. I, you know, I think we need to be doing everything we can to eradicate this virus right now. And so. I, I don't think having a swinger party is is going to help eradicate the virus. If anything, it can help spread it. So I I don't think that that is in the best interest of the public right now. I really don't. It's unfortunate because I would love to be swinging, but I personally am not going to patronize it, like go to a party right now. I'm on the exact same page as you. Like I I just I don't think that it's the right thing for the public at this time. I, we're just not ready because like we're seeing so. 
I, I like it back to colleges are starting to go back to school. There, there's some in Georgia, there's some in Tennessee. Like there are schools, colleges that are going back, and we're seeing pockets of infection, even just among young people who aren't necessarily fucking each other. So if you start to have a swinger party, there is aerosolization everywhere. You're dancing on the dance floor, you're kissing, you're sweating, you're fucking like liquids are exchanging. And so like if there is anybody in that party who is positive. And it, and it could be somebody who's positive and doesn't know it. It could be somebody who's had a headache for the last day or so and is just starting to develop symptoms and doesn't think that they have it. And so they're well-meaning. They, you know, they don't think they really have it. They just had a headache, but they're there. I mean, there's so many things that, that could be. One of those 100 people more than likely has a virus. And so with, our, with an R, an R rate of between one and two, that means... Can for, you describe for those who don't know what that means? It's just basically the infection rate. So for every one person who has it, how many additional people they infect. That would be an R of one. If, yep. if, you have an, if you have an R of two, that means for every person, they're infecting two people. Exactly. So we're, we're, we used to be above an R of two. We used, we used to be closer to three. Now, I think in Michigan, it's, it's, it's above one, which means we're continuing to, to grow or it's around one. Some places it's less than one. Some places it's a little above one. But basically for every one person who has it, another one's infected. It's just perpetuating. So at the very minimum, to me, it's not worth the risk because we're making all of the lockdowns and stuff continue to linger. I want this virus gone. I want it out of our lives. I don't want it around at all. I want to go to the store without a mask on. I want my kids to go to school without masks on. I want gyms to reopen again. And none of that can happen until the virus is down to zero. I don't care about two. On a, on a, uh, on a selfish level, I actually don't care about gyms. You and I don't go to the gym. We have a workout room in our house. No, but I, but I what guess I, I for want, society. I want theaters to open on a selfish they level. They are. They are in some places. AMC's opening, by the way. Uh, there, I just read an article about that. I didn't know that. Yep. So I guess so, my, my point is I think going to parties right we've now We've gone over the two minutes. I should cut you off. No, I'm not. Uh, fair I'm, enough. I'm not, I, going. I just, I'm not going to. My personal decision is – I don't think as like we're ready for it. Yeah, I think it's too early. I completely agree with you. I just wanted to gauge your thought without. I wanted to pose the question. Without, and I want to. I want to fuck other people. I want. I want to be well, out there doing even, it. It's so it's, fun. It's like I want to be. As much as I like fucking other people, I a lot of the fun of a of a hotel party or a party in general is just being around other people dancing. Yeah. Like the whole the whole environment, and so that would be fun. But I agree with you that I don't think we're ready, and I think. But I also understand why places are doing it. Yeah. If regulations are allowing it. And if people are comfortable going and like, People yeah, have like... I get it. Businesses, I mean, um, places, you know, if you go too long without like having a party, you're, you know, you might not you're be dead. able to have another yeah. party. And yep. so... Um, but personally, I'm not going to go yet. Let's move on to some fun and not fun we've had virtually. <laughs> we've tried virtual. Yes, it's... So we've tried a few different things. So tell me, uh, tell the audience about uh, Tablet to the Face. <laughs> tablet to the Face. Oh, man. We had a party with some friends. It was fun. I had fun. We were, you know, friends of what, friends. And that all makes it sound friends. like we threw it. We, atten- no, we, we attended. We yeah, attended. We yeah. didn't throw it. We didn't. Uh, some friends of ours threw a party where it was their friends and, you know. Some in person. Mutual, some, mutual some, friends. Some, some virtual and we played some fun party games that were sexual, <laughs> which were great. I, I had fun, like, playing the fun party games. And then it started to devolve into having sex. And so we we opted to use a tablet. 
which was difficult because we were trying to project the tablet onto the TV, and so we had HDMI cords everywhere, and eventually we gave up on that because it was... Tech issues, yeah. It was causing tech issues. So then we're, we're in the sex part, and you're holding the tablet, and you're like holding it for POV, and you're holding it from extended. You're doing all these scenes, and I'm thinking, oh, he must be really into this because he's throwing, he's holding it in all these different positions. I'm thinking you're loving this and having a good time. We're boning. I'm enjoying the sex. All of a sudden, I was just trying to give a good show to the people who are. Yeah, I, was, watching I didn't virtually. realize you weren't enjoying. You were you were more focused on showing the others, like giving a show, than you were on the actual performance. I thought all the angles was because you were enjoying it and just kind of really digging what you were doing. Totally different pages. So we're boning. You we're missionary style. And I love the we're boning phrase. I don't know. I just like so like. <laughs> it's know, American so, pie, so, right? So college. Is it, like, is, it, uh, is it so American we, pie? We, that's we were boning. <laughs> so so there we are. You're, you're balls deep in missionary style. You're holding holding the um, tablet in POV and your arms like extended out um, so you can get a good shot of P going into the G. So you're, you know, I'm a short woman. Your arm is a gorilla length. And so that means your head, your hand is basically right in front of my head to get this shot that you're, you're doing. And the tablet slips. It's a, what, do you have like a 10 inch tablet? It's a decent sized tablet. It's old now. It's like a Samsung. Yeah. It's a 10 inch tablet. It slips from your hand and lands ass end right on my upper lip on your face right on my face so all of a sudden i get like searing pain on my upper lip and i'm like i i like physically pushed you out of me like i remember taking both hands and pushing you to the chest like get the fuck out of me you know disconnect all like yeah get out of the party disconnect the party and i like run to the bathroom my lip is gushing blood my gum is gushing blood and all of a sudden starts swelling up and I had this like This is big, what COVID has done. This to is us. COVID, yeah. I had this huge <laughs> bruise on my upper gum for like a week from tablet to the face. <laughs> no, so so the takeaway from that is if you're gonna have se- if you're gonna cam sex or if you're if you're having virtual sex, just set up your tablet or your webcam, whatever you're doing, and just like whatever Set it and forget it. Do not try to worry. It. Yeah, like because <laughs> I was actually in, I was enjoying the sex. And like I could see like the screen and I was like, Oh, look at that angle. Oh, look at this angle. And come to find out you were like, Maybe they'll like this, maybe they'll like that. Like you were all in your head about it, and I was just enjoying the sex until I got hit in the face, like smash. So that was a bad experience. I mean, spent the, the, the evening the party with an ice pack that, on that my it, face. It didn't end well. So the take and our poor friends probably had no clue what happened. All of a sudden, well, we, we just, just like dropped exit. out of the we party. We dropped, and we never explained why. No, we didn't. So talk about um, our virtual party that we did a couple weekends ago. So we went to Naughty in the Islands last year. We've talked about that. They have a group called Naughty Events, and they've started doing online events for different things. So we signed up for one. And they had an event, it was just uh, last weekend, called Thigh Highs and Stilettos Night, which if you know anything about Danny, of course, he's going to sign up for anything with stilettos in it. I mean, we were just talking about heel porn. That's true, like, we were. He loves a good heel. So um, actually, what, what intrigued us most was that not only was it Thigh Highs and Stilettos as a theme, but they were also had this... Um, what they were calling, it was like a rock, um, it was Slut Church, which is rock metal dance party or burlesque show to rock metal and we're like oh we haven't really seen that before and they're gonna do this online burlesque show like that's sexy that sounds cool 
So we signed up for it. Um, basically starts off with a meet and greet in a chat room. So we joined the chat and they had sexy, you know, dance music going and people were chatting and people were turning their cam cams on and off. So we could kind of get a basic idea or a feel for the people in the room. Although I'd say maybe 25% of the people in the room actually turned the camera on. So That's true. it was hard to really feel who was there and who wasn't. A lot of single men in the cam. A lot of single men. In this particular event, and like older single yeah, men, we can too. only like, speak to this one greater event. Greater than fifty, because we've only gone to one event, and it was put on by we signed up through the naughty events, but it was like a joint through yeah. multiple multiple. It was actually clubs. sponsored by a, a club out of Toronto. Yeah, it was it was with, uh, through multiple clubs doing this, but so we'd never done an online event. So this particular event had this meet and greet, and then they they wanted in. In honor of the theme of thigh highs and stilettos, they did a little competition where anybody who wanted to could participate, and they did different rounds. So one round was show off your sexiest stilettos, and another round was show off your sexiest socks, your sexiest thigh highs, and I can't remember what the last one was, but they did they did different rounds where people would, you know, turn on their cams, show off their shoes, and then turn them off, and then people would vote. So I, I participated with my, my sexy um, stilettos. I wore some some sexy boots, and I wore some yeah, uh, you have different those, thigh highs. You have like, some, like, stilettos that are also, like, little... They're, like, furry like, boots. Booty, like, furry boots, but with a stiletto heel. Yeah, they're, they're, pretty, like, a, they're, they're like a sexy heel. Yeah, they're fucking super hot. But I didn't win, so, you know, not had enough. But, but yeah, it was it was fun. Um, so and, that, that was fun. It was... I wouldn't want to do it all the time, but like just to kind of break the ice and get people feeling comfortable, it was fun. It I, was fun, and we probably banged not even on camera for others to watch, but like we were banging while things were going on. Oh yeah, um, closest thing you can get to probably what, what like three times. Yeah, uh, it was it was a hot it was hot. So so then after the stiletto competition, then we got to watch the the actual burlesque show, which again was remote. So. Each burlesque woman was basically set up in their own studio, which I believe was their house or apartment or wherever their place of living was. And they, they gave us a show in front of a, a webcam. And it was fun. Like, some of the dancers were really good. Like, we we enjoyed. We actually ended up tipping a few of them through uh, Venmo and and had fun with that. And then it led after, after Slut Church which I believe is out of Philadelphia. So I would yeah. recommend check out Slut Church. Check out, just Google Slut Church. You should find them. You'll they're, find them on Instagram, I believe. They're led by, or like the um, the lead the lead burlesque dancer is uh, Honey Tree Evil Eye is her name. So I can only imagine what Honey Tree Evil Eye means. I mean, like, is she giving people the evil eye? Is that a euphemism for her asshole? Like, brown eye? Like, <laughs> she was fucking hot, though. She was hot. We so, tipped her, for sure. So the... Um, the, the the sexy burlesque was was hot. I enjoyed the sexy burlesque, and then after the sexy burlesque, there was a fire show with like um, semi naked ladies with torches, um, throwing those around. Yeah, and we and at, we at, the, at that point we were too ready. We were ready to just have sex. We had and already so we, been we pieced out. We'd already been in the party for about three hours. It had been a while, so yeah. we sort of half paid attention to the fire show. But the fire show was it was it, it was fun. And. But, I don't know what happened after that. I suspect that couples were meeting up with each other and, and like we got plenty of messages um, through email and whatnot of people like winking and saying hello. And mm-hmm. so I, I suspect 
that other couples were opening small groups and and having cam cam sex and that sort of thing. But we actually logged off before any of that because I think we we had peaked earlier yeah. in the evening. And there's it's a, it's interesting to be to do these parties when you're at home. So it's the only person like, physically with you is your spouse or your significant other. We logged on at about eight. Next time I might not log on until ten or eleven. You know, like, well, but I think the early part, like with the uh, the pre show, was. It was, was fun. pretty fun, but but I'm wondering what did we miss in the after show? You know, I don't like, think we actually missed if we much. wanted to to have on cam sex with other couples. I guess so, which that part and we if, missed. If if any of you listening have done any um, any virtual sh- uh, parties through any of the any, any clubs, we did it through naughty events, but through any club, just write us in. Let us know your experience there. Sure. So the last thing I want to talk about is. Actually, it's funny because we started it the, that night. Like we were d- kind of done Swing with Swing Town. We, we were we, we were done with the virtual party, and we just wanted to kind of wind down for the night. Right after that, uh, the the naughty events virtual party, and we just wanted to have a couple like have a snack. We had had sex a bunch of times. We're, yeah, and, so, and you know what? Taco Bell was closed. They closed at ten fucking thirty. <laughs> And so, it's the first time we've tried to have late night Taco Bell, and and we couldn't. So we decided to do a rewatch of Swingtown starting that night, and we watched a couple two episodes and that night. I believe we mentioned Swingtown in the previous. Oh, episode. not only do I believe, well, we, we did. We have an entire episode of episode four, so all the way back episode four, uh, which I believe was posted in 2012, but you can find it um in our feed if you go down to episode four we talked about swing town but neither one of us re-listened to that episode so we're going to talk a little bit about swing town now it may or may not contradict anything we said in that episode eh, we're free to contradict probably does. we're free to contradict anything we said because we haven't listened to it and that was eight years ago but both of us really love that show we 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 it comes up not infrequently on this show as like an ice when people ask about what's a great icebreaker like to get my spouse to like yeah, start thinking it's about a great swinging. Um, and because it was on network TV, it was on it was on um, I believe CBS. But I don't want to do a full rehash of the show because we already have an ep- episode four. Whatever we said on that, I don't know what it was, but whatever we said, we have a whole episode. But what I wanted to get is just a couple of thoughts on, um. Where you think, where you think episode two might have gone, or where you would have seen what wanted, wanted to see two? or season two, where you think season two would have gone, and where you would have wanted to see it go, yeah, and then just a couple of general thoughts. So, I I want to give a quick, a quick general thought that actually rewatching it, I realized, and I don't um I don't know if I've had this thought before, but I sort of appreciate and don't mind that it was on network TV and they couldn't, sh- and it wasn't explicit. I was, I actually really enjoyed just the, um, I appreciate that it was on network TV because it, bre- it reaches a broader mainstream it, audience. That's true. I guess what that that's true. But I guess it, what I'm saying is I don't mind that because of the limitations in terms of what they could show in terms of nudity and that they couldn't really show anything. Me too. That it, it keeps the focus on the story I actually, and less on the explicit. Sex. I really like, and of course, you know, I'm a horn dog. I I like seeing some some titties and and, and things. We but, should watch a swing sometimes. But soon. I don't. Um, I enjoyed in this rewatch. You really get you really dive in. It's only 13 episodes. You really dive into the characters, and it's really a character focused show yeah. on three couples. The sex is not the main point of it. The relationships and the the way that people evolve over the course of. Between basically Labor Day and well, I'm saying it backwards. So between the Fourth of July and Labor Day, 
So we're, we're watching the way people's lives change. So we'll back up for a quick second in case you haven't listened to episode four recently, which who would have? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a swing town was a show that aired on, I believe it was CBS. Yep. Uh, in the summer of 2008, it was like a summer show yep. that it was 13 episodes long and it was set in 1976 and it's about, um, three couples three and their couples relationships and their relationships and, and their kids and some open relationships and, yeah. and exploring open relationships, um, and the pitfalls and the fun. And it's, it's a great show which is why we did the rewatch. So I wanted to ask you what is a couple of quick thoughts on it, who your favorite pairing is. Mine is my favorite pairing was anytime the most prudish there's, there's kind of three levels, which it, this isn't true. They sort of, but in general, you can kind of think of it as a, a very prudish couple, a more open couple, who's almost presented as the primary couple on the yeah. show. They're the and couple then, looking to explore. And then the swingers on the show. And so my favorite pairing actually is when you get the female Janet from the, what I'm calling the, the prudish couple yeah. with Tom, the swinger. They were the funnest. Oh, it, it uh, is because neither one of them me, is comfortable. What do you the, think? No, I agree. That's, that's absolutely the funnest pairing because neither one is comfortable. And so they're both learning how to navigate with each other. You know, the, the prudish one obviously is outside of her comfort zone because she doesn't, she, she's like, oh, is he going to hit on me? How is this going to be? Oh, I, I, everything he does, she reads into as like him hitting on her. And on the flip side, he knows she's a prude and he is more open. And so he's not sure or comfortable on what he can say and how to like have her react or how to protect her. He's really her, her protector in the show. And so it, it makes for some fun times. I, I agree. That's my favorite pairing as well. The- so where do you think season, what, what I really wanted to talk about was where do you think season two would have gone? So season one ended in a few places. It ended with what we're calling the prudish couple um, in two different places where the, the wife has kind of found herself and found a, a calling in a new job. And the husband is also got a new job, but in a different state. And, and the husband is questioning whether or not he wants to be with his wife's best friend, who is from the, the middling couple, that's Susan, and mm-hmm. she's questioning whether or not she wants to be with her best friend's husband, Roger. And and so it ends kind of in this weird state. And, and then the prudish couple, or sorry, the middling couple, um, her husband, he is, is questioning whether or not he wants to be with this other younger woman or at least have an affair. So everything kind of ends in the air. And then, and then finally, the swinger couple... Well, what's what's the worst thing that could happen to a swinger couple? Well, she's pregnant, right? So that's that's kind of where it ends, and and I think every relationship has this inflection point where they have to decide: Are we together? Or are we not? Are we making this decision or not? And all three couples are at this inflection point, so it's a matter of who's going to go in which direction. And I think um, if we start with the the swinging couple who's pregnant, I think they're both willing and ready to have the baby. But I think the show would take it to miscarriage because I, I think the show would need oh, to keep Oh, I hadn't keep thought those. about that. I had thoughts about season two where a potential – and so we didn't say this. The season only went the one It only season, went one season. The one 13-episode season. And so there was, no, there was never a season two, yeah. which is why we're talking about it. But I hadn't thought about a miscarriage because I had thoughts about where they would go on a season two, but yep. I didn't know if I would want to see it. Yeah, I, I think that they would – 
ultimately decide that both both couples are ready that's kind of where season one was ending i don't think that they would go through with, with an abortion nor would they go through with a with 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 an adoption but that's, i don't i don't think the show would want to have that couple have a baby that's that a, that's the fun loving couple that's an interesting solution so to the what, only solution is miscarriage what i was going to say i actually was going to go as far as to say like as much as i really love season one and this is like the third i think that's our third rewatch maybe our fourth yeah. rewatch of the show um where i would think season two would go and i think they were gonna lean towards the swinging couple keeping the baby they were yeah i think so but and, and in my head i'm like you know i don't know if i want to watch a season like they yep. are they bring a lot of the fun of the show so i'm like i don't i was going i was getting ready to approach this conversation right now saying that like where I thought a season two would go, but also then caveating that was was saying, you know, I don't know if I would where I think they would go with the season two is where I would want the show to go with the season two. Like yeah. them, like I don't want to see Trina and Tom having a baby. They're the fun swinging couple. Yeah, I, and, and so I think the producers would get there too I and hadn't say, thought like, about the, the only way to to keep them the having a to, uh, to have a miscarriage, a miscarriage, and probably maybe let's say like a season, like episode two or three, mm-hmm. like you probably want to have one, one more, like the season opener. She's yeah. still pregnant. She's preparing. They're she's still preparing. preparing. They're not maybe like a miscarriage season or episode two. Yep. Um, That's kind of what I I'm think thinking. she had decided because in this season she was debating an abortion. I think the end of the, the end of the season finale sort of leads you to think that she's leaning towards keeping and, the baby. And the husband's on board basically. Which yeah. is where I was thinking, oh, they're going to have like, if there was a season two, they would have had them like, yeah becoming parents or like her being like Trina being pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I even want to like, that would fundamentally change. Well, you and show. I know like the swinging, the the new parents who are swingers, it's very difficult to that's get out. Yeah, so, and, to- and they're the couple that's having, having parties every so weekend. I actually didn't even um, think about a miscarriage angle. So that's, yeah. that's interesting. And then I, I think, um, and then what do you like? I would think that they would just be the same. Yeah. I don't, see, I don't think that they would try I don't to see have children Tom and Trina after being that. a couple I think the se- the couple that we got in season one is basically the couple. Like, I, I agree. think they're going to be. The couple that's gonna I think stay. they're like kind of the stable couple on the show. That's the point. Yeah, I think that's the point of them. And then I think so. Now we have the other two couples. One is the middling couple who are one was basically cheating, and the other is contemplating cheating too. Um, I ultimately think that they hold it together and come back to each other, but they need some counseling or something to do it. And then the prudish couple who actually wasn't having any relationship, any, any marriage issues at the start, the husband's, I mean, he's completely unhappy and he's got this other job. I think they split and I think they stay split, but I don't think, um, he ends up with the best friend's wife. I think that that's not, not going to happen. Sort of agree. I think I agree with you in all aspects, actually. Um, I don't think uh, the, the middle couple, uh, Bruce and Susan, actually need to go to marriage counseling necessarily. I only they, say that. They need to have maybe, some honest I mean, conversations I'm not saying with they each don't other. need to go. Maybe they do, but I don't know if I want to see, as the audience member, I don't know if I would want to see them like Fair. going to marriage counseling. Um, it's funny. I've been watching a lot of, rewatching a lot of Entourage. It's funny seeing Ari and his wife go to marriage counseling, but that's very funny. I yeah. don't think this. I don't. The show couldn't go like to the R-rated like places that they go in Entourage. Not on network TV. HBO, but, yes. But I actually had this thought, and I want to see what you think. Um, every time we've watched this show before, I've thought, man, I really wanted a season two. Having watched it now, I'm discussing where I think a season two would go, but I'm actually. The more I think, I'm actually kind of okay with season where, two would be more boring. I think I'm okay with it too because 
we got what we needed. I, I actually, this rewatch sort of told me that we got what we needed from this show. It really was a it's hot an show for us. To swinging. It was introductory to swinging. Like we had some hot sex, just like yeah. thinking about the scenarios. Like the show got us hot and bothered. Well, and a season two would dive. What I liked about the show in season one was the relationships and exploring these different relationships between these different couples. But I think where the show would have gone in season two would would have been less fun. Maybe like it would have been interesting to see like where these couples go. But yeah. I think it's you're right. I think we would have probably seen um, well, the prudish couple separate. And but I don't and know. That's I, not fun. I don't like, know if I want to see that. This I don't want to see Bruce and Susan either going to marriage counseling. No. I don't know this if I season see is that. this season has a lot of what's kind of like new relationship energy. New friendships are forging. Mm-hmm. There's new mixtures of people who haven't met before. There's the high of your first time swinging and then the high of possibly swinging with a different couple, which we see in another episode and going to swinging parties and going to the playboy club. Like all those are highs because they're first time events. Now, when you enter season two, all those firsts are gone or many of them are gone. And so you lose the highs and now you get into the, the, the true relationship nitty gritty where they have to work through jealousy more and they have to work through mm-hmm. these other issues. And frankly, like it's real, but probably makes for a little bit more boring yeah, TV. And, and those, the, the thought that thought was new for this rewatch that me too, that previous we watches. I was like, I just want more. I know. Yeah. I just want to see where this goes. But the problem is, is I don't, when you really think about where it probably would go, I'm like, I don't. Yep. It probably wouldn't be as fun. well, and that's probably why I mean, the producers is, were like, mm, you know, I'm sure they had. Well, a treat, I'm sure they had a treatment for season. I don't know two. if it was the producers who. I bet it was CBS. Yeah, was probably. Because like, I was reading on Wikipedia that the ratings sort of were falling. It was also in the summer. The show. Like, it was the summertime. So. so with that, let's move on to. Mary Bothkill, Beyonce, Paula Abdul, and Oprah. Dude, that's beyond easy. Boff Beyonce, kill Paula, marry Oprah. So Mary- Beyonce, Paula Abdul, and Oprah. Let me just say, come on, like that is such a random assortment of women. <laughs> Beyonce, Paula Abdul, and Ro- Oprah. <laughs> so of the three main couples, we're going um, the characters on the show. Not the not that I know any of the actors or actresses. And right. Um, anyway, so the characters on Swing Town. Yeah. The three men. Mary fuck blow and we've we've typically been like we'll have a a set of four and throw one out. There's yeah. only three yeah. couples, so we're not doing the throw out so, this time. So you've got um uh Tom Decker, who's the the swinger. You've got that one's you've got Bruce, the, who's the middling, like trying to figure out what swinging is. Yeah, he's also a very controlling asshole, by the way. <laughs> and then you've got Roger, who is Mr. Straight and Narrow. And I think this is a very easy one, honestly. I'm gonna going to fuck Roger because he needs somebody to really fuck him. He's too on the straight and narrow. Like, show him a good time. He needs it. And then I'm gonna blow um, Bruce because he probably hasn't had a good blowjob in a long time, honestly. And it would make you know he'd be happy well, with I bet that. Trina and, and showed then, him in episode one, but. But well, yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> Trina probably did, but probably not till completion, right? And then I, I would marry Tom, the the quintessential swinger. He's he's a good communicator, honestly. He's a little bit of a womanizer. So, but Trina keeps him in check for that, and so I would have to keep him in check too. But that's that's my choice here. Any surprises? I, no, not necessarily. I probably just cliche. I would have thought like, oh, Tom's the swinger on the show. He'd probably be the one that you'd want to fuck. 
But knowing, I mean, we're we're a swinging couple, and so I, I guess it makes sense to want to marry the like swing around the well, show. Yeah, I mean, I so I I wouldn't want to marry Bruce because frankly, he's he's very controlling. He doesn't want Susan to think for himself. He gets pissed when Susan chooses to go see Deep Throw instead of go to his bowling tournament. And or instead of like she goes she goes to a, a benefit party on behalf of um, Harry Reams instead of going to his bowling tournament mm-hmm. and he he doesn't want her to think for himself he like frank, he yells at her on a couple of occasions he yells at his daughter for trying to be independent um, so no I couldn't marry a, a bastard <laughs> like that and then Roger Roger like <laughs> it's funny I just commented on the very last episode the very last scene in the very last episode he's in a hotel room laying in bed completely alone and in the scene his socks are on his shoe his shirt is tucked in and he's still wearing his tie which he hasn't even loosened and I'm like man that guy really has a stick up his ass I can't have that in my life so <laughs> And that's why I would fuck him and really show him a good time because he's probably used to just missionary. So we'd ha- probably have to do some like reverse cowgirl or like bust out a Kama Sutra book or something. So for me, I'm going to, um, I'm going to eat out Susan. Okay. The middle income. Well, I'm All gonna, right. That was my blow job. Like instead the, of, the husband's my blow. Typically, so sometimes you know, usually I'm like I'll, I'll let her blow me, but I'll. I'll you want to eat her out? Okay. I'll eat Susan out. You'll I'm, pleasure her. I'm going down on She's Susan. She's hot. I'm going down on Susan. Little redhead. Does I'm, does the carpet match the drapes? I'm going to fuck Janet. I think yes. it would be super fun to See, that's exactly, fuck Janet. Yeah, same thing with me. Roger's her husband. <laughs> the middle, the, the prudish the couple. The prudish one, yeah. But she, com- she comes out of her shell towards the end of the season. I mean, not anywhere leading towards swinging. She becomes But just becomes a more fun skin. person towards the end of the season. Yeah, I'd say she becomes comfortable in her own but skin. But I would I would love to fuck her. And then um But she probably wouldn't let you do half the things you'd want to. And then marry Trina. So both of us would marry the swinging the yeah. like swinger. And 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 blow the middling couple and fuck the prude couple. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All the way. Yeah, yep. that's true. All right. I think that's it. That's that's that's, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got too. <laughs> I I think I'm sexed and swinged out for now. All right. Until everyone. next time. All right, everyone. Stay sexy. And stay swinging.